It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. Hey everybody, welcome back to the, well, shit, the the time of recording this, this is the first episode of 2023 of the Odd Drunk Podcast. Yeah. I almost forgot our name. Of of the the, the Jackson and Colton show. The Jackson and Colton show. With sometimes Tristan not anymore. That's the entire title. (laughs) It's going to be retroactively changed by this by the time it's posted. Tristan, if you're listening, come on the show again. Yeah, you should you should but, join us. So it's the, no, I I would say it's the Odd Drunk Podcast: Colin, the Jackson and Colton Show with sometimes Tristan too. But not Colin, but not recently. No primsies, but not in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Colin, Colin, we miss you, Tristan. We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> available on uh, apple Podcasts. yes yeah <laughs> anyway Anyways, it's the new year as it, we're recording this it's actually it is the new year january 1st 2023 <laughs> but we can't predict the future so we're not talking about 2023 yeah but we made it everybody <laughs> give yourself a round of applause good job we we made it <laughs> um <laughs> This, this podcast is still afloat. This podcast boat. Mm, that's a good idea. Podcast boat. Boatcast. Our, uh, so I'm imagining um, a gravy Basically, boat, when bo- we get bo- podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was imagining uh, some old uh, elite white men that know nothing about culture getting drunk and making a podcast on their yacht. So it's a it's a podcast. Is it a pot? It, so this could be one of three things. <laughs> this could be a podcast that's recorded on a boat. It could be a podcast about, about boats. boats. Or it could be a podcast about gravy boats and various Thanksgiving foods. <laughs> or it could be all of the above. It could oh. be a podcast recorded about a boat that is about <laughs> boats, but also covers gravy boats and Thanksgiving-related yeah. foods. Yeah, yeah. They're they're about boats, but technically speaking, any type of boat. Available on our <laughs> Patreon now. No, I'm lying. No, I'm fucking lying. I'm a liar. No, that, that that's not a good way to start New Year. That, being that's a liar. Been, that's been my uh, my <laughs> line my line at, at work. When, <laughs> if if I was if I'm talking helping a customer and they're looking for something and. I say we don't. I don't think we have that. But then it turns out we do. I'm always like, I lied to you. I keep <laughs> lying to you. <laughs> well, you never want to say maybe, or we might have it because then you actually have to look for it. Yeah, yeah. I either say we don't or we do. Yeah, just give them a straight answer. To commit the, to an answer. Commit to it, and then hopefully they go away. <laughs> and if and if you say yes, that's not a good way to be. <laughs> and you can't find it. Then you gotta roll with it. You gotta be like, it's here somewhere. I I swear. I'm gonna keep looking for it. You 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 stay put. <laughs> I'm, gonna uh, go on your lunch I'm gonna be break. in the back for a while, um, <laughs> and I'm actually on my lunch break. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So just like last year, we did our 2021 recap. 
tonight we're yes. doing our 2022 recap or whatever we called it. You're in review or whatever. I, I don't remember what back. we called it. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I'll check that before we post this so we can have some consistency. 2022 was, I, in my opinion, not just for me personally, because it was a better year for me. I mean, well, both of us, we finally graduated. Yeah. So that's, that's a milestone. And it was just a really good year. Yeah. For a lot of things, but also a bad year for a lot of reasons. I had I had pros and cons uh, of everything just overall, but it was a um, big year. A less, lot happened. Less periods of time where I was just massively depressed for no reason. Yeah, less periods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened. No, um, a lot happened this year, as you may know. Um, but we're gonna mostly. Just like normal, be focusing on pop culture, movies, shows, video games that we watched and played and whatnot. Uh, we're not going to be getting down in the dumps talking about, you know, war and hurricanes and yeah, monkey no. pox. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> it was made out to be a big thing. and <laughs> Everyone's already forgotten about it's it. Been, yeah, it's forgotten that, already. That, that was... <laughs> An interesting situation. I remember that's the media trying to get their new COVID. You know, I remember, that's what I feel like it was. Yeah, well, I remember uh, when that happened. Uh, I was it was at a period of time where I was driving a lot for work, so I listened to a lot of NPR <laughs> coverage and BBC coverage of that. And uh, I just that's remember good. them saying like some like expert on on theirs being like, "This isn't like the worst disease ever." The really fucking frustrating thing about it is that it's turned into like an out proper outbreak. Yeah. But we have vaccines and medicine to treat this stuff. No, yeah, it did. It was an outbreak, just, but it wasn't it's just the, it's just <laughs> a the big deal. The government was being so terrible at getting all this, these resources out there. Yeah. Like we just really dropped the ball. And so like, they're like, this is frustrating because that's the government this outbreak you. should not be happening. <laughs> We we have right. the tools to stop this, <laughs> but yeah, that came and went. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we're gonna be talking about um, so the way we did it last year, we're not gonna go through every single movie and TV show that came out this year. We're gonna talk about ones we personally got to see, because what's the point in talking about something that you haven't seen? Because I can't judge it. I mean, yeah, I can be I like, can. yeah, I really want to see the Banshees of Insurance or Here, however you pronounce here's it. Here's what we're going I heard it's amazing. Is Jackson's uh, going to go through the movies he's the, seen. And, <laughs> and then I'm you're going to just go rip the... on movies you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go through IMDb yeah, the... releases in 2022 <laughs> um, and I'm going to just make decisions on Disney's it Pinocchio not. sucked, apparently, I heard. Um, maybe, ah, but the Guillermo del Toro Pokemon. I heard that's was... actually, I haven't seen it. I have. Nice. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but what are we drinking for the for the for the first for day the first of, the year. of the year? Yeah, uh, we got some we got some classics. We got some Guinness. We do have some Guinness. We got some we got some whiskey. Cinder Dick. Cinder Dick made out of Durango craft spirits um, in Durango, Colorado. There you go. It's a bourbon. It's pretty decent. Can't go wrong with a bourbon. Um, it's not like the best bourbon in the world, but I personally like hey, it. Hey, the. <laughs> A bourbon's a bourbon. Yeah, it's got a it's got a uh, a bite to it that a lot of people wouldn't mm. like. But um, 
I don't know. I don't I like think that, I don't think that means it's bad. I like my liquor to fight back a little. Yeah, this one <laughs> fights back a little. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Um, I got a assortment of Sam Adams from the last episode of, of wintry seasonal mix. Um, got a cold IPA. I'm gonna figure out what that means in a second. Um, oh, I learned what it means. <laughs> oh, you? Yeah. It means it oh, is wow. brewed at like colder temperatures, oh. or brewed, or barreled, or something like that. Some at some proce- point in the process of making it, they they had it at a colder well, temperature than you would normally have. I'm it gonna there. taste it and see if it's just bullshit. <laughs> I've never had a cold. Um, so we're gonna find that out. And um, no, that's about it. I just got leftovers. Was gonna have champagne drinking all last night for New Year's, and I passed out before midnight. That's the sad part. <laughs> I was passed out at about eleven forty-five, <laughs> and I I've woke up that. at five in the morning. You're like, damn! Just like, oh, it's a new year now. <laughs> I I went I went out on the town with my girlfriend and uh and another friend of ours, and uh, I stayed up till midnight. Nice, much to my dismay. No, I'm just well, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I had worked a fourteen well, last hour, night. Um, I had worked a fourteen-hour shift that day. Damn, and then. Uh, and then you know how like we went out to a uh, the Starlight Lounge. Yeah, there's a DJ. Actually, was a good DJ. Oh, that's good. Whoever, if you're listening, whoever was DJing Starlight Lounge on New Year's Eve, you, you did a good job. I thought because DJ, DJing actually takes skill to be a, to do it well. Yes, it's yeah. just really um, easy to be lazy about it. Yeah, this DJ just... was good. I thought, um, but it's just like there are certain types of social environments where i hit my brick wall of like i am tired and i'm done that's a total brick wall a for lot me. quicker than other places and being in a loud crowded music crowded with a dj and all that sort of stuff everyone's just, yelling over each other yeah i had a good time <laughs> until about 11 o'clock um <laughs> and i hit my brick wall and i was just suddenly like me, I'm just done. I, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I went out to the hot springs, actually. Ooh. Had a nice, chill evening. Had some beers at the hot springs. And yeah, I, I wanted to go out with you only to Jabo's, though. And when I heard they were closed, I They're was just closed. like, no. Well, uh, uh, I didn't feel like driving out in the I snow. I was at work, and my girlfriend was there, and she was like, she turned to me, and she's like, wait, is Jabo's closed today? And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, shit, they are. Because I remember uh, Dustin, one of the bartenders, he came yeah. in to the store I work at a few weeks back, um, or like right before Christmas Eve, like okay. that week, uh, and bought some beer, and I gave him a little bit of a discount. Um, and I remember him specifically thanking me for the discount because he said he was going to be broke for the next, because he is not working for the next two weeks. Oh. Because he only works like weekends at the bar. Oh, he does okay. other stuff during the week. So, oh, okay. so he was like, thanks for the discount because we're <laughs> going to be closed the next like two weeks. And as soon as, really? as soon as my girlfriend said, uh, uh, is Jay like, closed? Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh shit, they are. Damn. Well, anyways, that's enough about our shit yeah. <laughs> for New Year's. <laughs> but, um, but I hope, I, I hope everyone had a great New Year's. I hope you guys stayed safe. You know, drink and drive because that's a really common thing for New Year's. That's when they yeah. pull over to they get the most DUIs. New I Year's. only had two beers when I was out. I there you go. That, that's good. Yeah. That, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope everyone had a good, just happy holidays, New Year's, everything. Um, I know a lot of people. Then this goes on along with some of the 
events of the the past year 2022 and this is a big epic fail on a goof on a <laughs> a really bad fail i don't know the specifics i can't remember the numbers but um southwest airlines just completely shut down oh yeah dropped the ball i know some employees were going on strike because of like their attendance uh, policy new attendance policy but also i heard they weren't updating the actual software for like any other website and like their yeah. uh, app and everything. And, and then and, on like, top of that, there was a solid week. They're there booking where a bunch of airlines shut down too, just because of the weather. Well, the weather, but Southwest yeah. was just like shut down regardless of the weather. Yeah. And then yeah, the places um, with bad weather, like in Denver, people were stuck at the airport for like five days. My my sister. I would have just drove at that point. My sister lives in the Denver area. She said, uh, in one of the nights up there, the low was um, negative thirteen degrees. Jeez, and that's that's just freezing for. I talked to my grandma. That's not one night that common in Denver. No, not for Denver. It's uh, I know I know know all those folks who live like in Chicago and in in minnesota oh the windshield's brutal are, are just Absolutely. like laughing at us for thinking that's cold <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but, uh, i mean they can get like negative 30 degree windshields i uh you'll get a kick out of this uh um you know i i spend a lot of time on tiktok watching various videos because <laughs> i'm a nerd uh <laughs> and uh and there's this one guy and this was a recent thing that happened Based. Uh, it's a british guy and he has his whole thing is he uh he gets um he just talks about American stuff and he tries American foods and he, and he, and it's funny because he's a British guy and doesn't like always understand it. Mm. Um, and he was like, and I saw a video um, he made and he was like, I deserve an apology from all you Americans because you guys said that us Brits can't handle the cold, but look at this. And he showed like the weather and, and where he's at. And he's, and it was like, um, <laughs> it was like, negative five degrees celsius and he was like that's like 19 degrees fahrenheit what are you talking about we can't handle the cold and and i was watching this when it was like zero degrees out yeah which is much fahrenheit yeah much colder negative and, five and celsius. i just thought it was funny and uh like three days later he posted another video going like okay i'm sorry to all you Americans, because apparently it gets I, way colder than 19 degrees in America. Um, mm-hmm. He's just like... Go to Chicago, go to Wisconsin, or where my sister lives up in Idaho. She's up in the Idaho chimney mm-hmm. by Canada in between Washington and oh, um, yeah. Montana, and uh, it gets really brutal up there. Well, I remember... Uh, I'm sure some of the temperatures got to this with this cold front that hit like half the country. But, oh yeah, uh, I remember a couple years ago there was a cold front like this that happened, and like places in Illinois, out in the the rural areas, it hit like negative sixty degrees. Fair oh, time. Illinois, it gets yeah, yeah Illinois, Wisconsin, yeah. Michigan, Minnesota, that area. I feel for you guys <laughs> that because it's humid and it's cold. Yeah, and it's windy. It's, chill- it's just it not gets, a good combination. It's chilly where we're at, but it's livable. It's dr- it's, it's dry though. You know, yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's actually definitely right livable. now it sucks outside. It's a snowstorm, but it's been warm. It's like thirty two degrees out. I, I like that. So well, <laughs> well, it sucks. Have have you been? The roads walk- are clear. Well, have you been walking around out there? The moment you step outside, just like mud and shit splashing. Well, yeah, up it's on your muddy pants. and wet. It's, yeah, it I mean, you gotta be careful of that. I like 
But a few days ago, the yeah. snow was just iced over. <laughs> right. And almost fell on my ass because I thought it was just going to be <laughs> snow, but no. No, it's all It was ice. ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Southwest, big epic fail. I mean, I heard like over 5,000 customers had their flights canceled. Yeah, my, my dad, um, I don't know if he was flying through Southwest. He might have been. Um, he was trying to go up to Denver Yeah. Uh, last week, and he just never made it up there. Damn. He just, yeah. I he, was, he gave up on it. Uh, when I flew back home, uh, the Tulsa, I was fortunate enough to um, fly. My connection flight was in Dallas, so I, oh. the weather wasn't an issue. However, when I flew back, we basically landed, not in a blizzard, but we landed and while it was snowing. There was right. a lot of turbulence. And when I went to get my car and pay for the parking and everything, I had been the only car to drive out in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it was fine, but, uh, yeah. Well, you know, driving was, in the snow is sometimes fine when there's no other cars out. When there's no other cars, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if you fishtail or slide around. Yeah. I was leaving work <laughs> last weekend at, you know, or no, it was Friday. It was this weekend, Friday night, like 10 p.m., 10.30. And I was driving up, uh, and I just remember I seeing in the roads the, tra- the tire tracks of cars that were swerving. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> just getting a kick out well, of Well, the real thing I get a kick out of is when you see a pickup truck sideways. Oh, I mean, I feel sorry for you, but also you're an idiot and an asshole. Because just because you have four-wheel drive, and even if you have good tires, if if you're speeding and you just hit pure ice, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Mother Nature doesn't care about your pickup truck. <laughs> I'm like, the fact about that your my, Silverado. The fact that my little, your Ram. My little uh, like, uh, front-wheel drive Nissan... <laughs> Isn't sliding out, and you slid out in your big ass Ford F one fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <I'm> like, ah. <laughs> yeah, because they're driving fifty in the snow. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. But um, anyways, I say let's get on to um some fun stuff. Yeah. So I forgot to make a list of this, but we can kind of wing it when we get to that part. Um, cause I want to talk about some of our favorite episodes we've recorded last year. Yeah. Um, there some we can just ones. go up top of her head, but I want to start, let's start with, um, movies that we've seen this year. Yeah. Um, there's been some, there's been <laughs> quite a few. Um, <laughs> it's been a big year for movies and shit. Like as far as television goes, it's been a huge year and cinema has yeah. really come back this year. I feel like 2021 was still kind of a transition phase yeah um from uh, covid yeah but uh it's it was the first year in a while that started to feel a little bit more normal yeah um but yeah but 22 felt just normal again um but a movie i really recommend uh highly recommend um unless you just can't stomach brutality and just weird pagan shit (laughs) the northman Oh yeah, that yeah. came out early this year. I didn't catch it when it came out. I I wanted to talk about it for the podcast way back then, like in February when it came out, but it didn't do so well at the box office or anything. Kind of went unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have a lot of good marketing, but um, great movie. I love it. It's just like a Viking epic, nice. directed by Robert Eggers. Who I haven't seen it yet, but I. Same guy I that really did. Same guy that did Lighthouse, The Witch, 
And Willem Dafoe's in it, Ethan Hawke's in it, Bill mm. Skarsgård, or is that Alexander? I get the Skarsgårds mixed up. It's one of them. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nicole Kidman's in it, Anya, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm. It's got a good cast, great cast, and um, it just goes all out. And it's, yeah, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. I would put it in my top ten lists for 2022 movies. I'm not going to do that, but I would. Nice. Nice. I would if I cared enough. <laughs> but um <laughs> we've done enough tier lists on this podcast. Yeah, Come this on. episode's not a tier list. <laughs> no. Um another one um <clears throat> another one I would like to talk about is The Batman. That's the other big one that like that you still haven't seen. I haven't seen yet. You got to see it. I know. And I have. You got to set aside the time. And I have HBO. It's just. It's, it's just, three hours. I just haven't watched it. You got to set aside the time. But yeah. um, we. I talked about it uh, quite a bit, actually, on our Batman episode early mm-hmm. last year. And um, we went through the different Batman movies and stuff, didn't we? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. But it wasn't a tier list, was it? I don't think we did a tier list on. I think I we just talked about Batman. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't recall it being a tier <laughs> list. Uh, but uh, uh, people doubted him. But uh, I kind of had a feeling he was going to do a good job because I've seen a lot of his other works, Robert Pattinson. And speaking of which, we have our Twilight commentaries out. We Rob, have Robat Bat and Bat. Robat Bat and Bat. <laughs> we have all our Twilight commentaries up to. We just did. Just did the, the third eclipse. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did eclipse, and that's out. Yeah, yeah, it's out. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Blocked yeah. out of my mind. We did that. So we're gonna be finishing that up. We got two more <laughs> coming up. Don't worry Is about it. Breaking it. Dawn, part one and two. Yeah, we're probably gonna do them all at once. <laughs> so that'd be fun. But both, uh, both movies on different screens. Uh, Robert Pattinson playing at the same. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. speed run it. Yeah, <laughs> speed run movies. <laughs> yeah. On fast forward, so it's gonna be a quite short episode, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, Robert Pattinson did, I, in my opinion, uh, great as Batman. Um, I don't want, and Colin Farrell's the Penguin, oh, yeah, and yeah. Paul Dano's uh, the Riddler, and it's just a, it's just a dark, gritty, uh, greasy noir, detective noir, and it's got good action. And the cinematography is amazing. Great score. The it kind of sounds like the Imperial March a little, there but it's go. a good score. He has a cool car. It's just a car again, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, and yeah, it's just an early years Batman. But it, I mean, this is coming from a guy, and I want to say I'm like the huge Batman like nerd where I know everything Batman. Mm-hmm. But Batman is my favorite DC superhero, like by far. Oh, same. for sure. I love Batman. And yeah. one of my, I mean, he's right up there with Spider Man. It's really close. But as far as I'm concerned, Robert Pattinson's depiction as Batman is one of, if not the best, I've seen in live action. Nice. Yeah. He really reminded me of the Arkham games, even Kevin Conroy. I know you might think that's heresy, even comparing Ooh. him. By Ooh. the way, speaking of Kevin Conroy, he passed rest, away last year. Rest in peace. We talked about it a little yeah. bit a couple episodes ago, but rest in peace. He was the Batman. Oh, absolutely. Definitive Batman. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up with uh, Batman Beyond, and then I went back to the animated series, Justice League Unlimited. I mean, the Arkham games, it just goes on. 
played Batman for over like 30 years. Yeah, no, it's insane how and he just really cared about the and character. And every could, other every other it. animated act, actor who's done um, Batman in an animated project is imitating him practically. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And there are some other good actors that have done a good job, but like they're all imitating. Yeah, um, Jensen Ackles, I believe, from yeah. Supernatural. He recently he's been doing some Batman voice. He's done Batman. He's also he was Red Hood. Yeah, yeah, and under the yeah, red hood. Under the red hood. Yeah. yeah. So he's played multiple Batman esque <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, yes. But yeah, Kevin Conroy. I mean, he'll never be replaced, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he was great. Uh oh. There's there's some things going on with our microphone, so we apologize. Oh, jeez. Okay. We can edit. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I got scared. Okay. I'm not scared anymore. But yeah, the Batman I recommend it. Uh, directed by Matt Reeves. It's pretty great. Um, now, I will say Robert Pattinson so far isn't my favorite Bruce Wayne, but that's kind of the point. Like, he's not playing the persona of Bruce Wayne. But anyways, just watch the movie. Um, yeah. Oh, and... Fuck Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Great, oh, yeah, she's a great Catwoman. I put her right up there, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and not Halle Berry though. Sorry, Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry. Where, where would you put Anne Hathaway? Uh, I would put her like, huh. she's okay. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm the the realistic Catwoman or whatever, which is just a lady who's. Cat burglar, but not as fun. Just a regular burglar. Yeah, just with a gun. With (laughs) a gun. Who happens to be a woman. Yeah. (laughs) No, Anne Hathaway was good, but it's it's in that universe. You know, it's not as flesh out as it should be. Uh, Another one I want to talk about that I know we've both seen, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I really like that I know it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. I think it's really, honestly, if you just want... A fun out of all the Marvel movies this year, if you just want a fun, crazy blockbuster, I would go with Doctor Strange. Now I know multiple people who hate it. Oh yeah, who it's just, got a lot of haters. I know I have a coworker of mine. Just he's a big Marvel fan. He, th- he it's it's his it's one of his least. He thinks it's one of the worst Marvel films. No, it's ever a made. very divisive film. Um, my sister just doesn't get it. She hasn't said she thinks it's bad. She's just like said, she's like, I've tried watching it like three times yeah. and I'm lost. She's like, I don't. And then she goes, it's and, the multiverse. And, she, and then she Come goes, on. and then she goes, and I have a degree in philosophy. <laughs> I shouldn't be confused with this shit, but Wanda, I am. Wanda's a mad mom and she can, she has multiversal powers and that's basically all you need to know. And Dr. Strange has to try to fix it. I, and uh, here's, here's the reason I liked it is I, I, I really love the MCU's version of Dr. Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, is he's really great. good cast. Um, but and the, my, the actress for um, America Chavez, I thought yeah, she was great. But my and issue long. with the original Doctor Strange, even though I do like that movie a lot, is that um, it's just very generic origin story, generic magic stuff. Um, Doctor Strange... It's really, setting up that world. The reason why Doctor Strange is so cool in the comics is because it's All the crazy really weird. Yeah, all the crazy shit and adventures he goes through. I mean, he's he Doctor through. Strange. Yeah, exactly. You know, and this um, felt 
a lot weirder. Honestly, and uh, and it felt like it finally got to a point where I'm like, this is Doctor Strange, finally. In my opinion, out of all the Marvel movies, like official theatrical releases that came out, because there's some other that kind of are movies. But out of all the theatrical releases, this is the most rewatchable to me, for me at least. Same. Yeah. I like the humor. I like the same Sam Raimi-ness of it, the horror elements, the, just, the editing, like that scene where it's playing like the rock music while Wanda like reads the book and like it oh, has all yeah. those uh, uh, <laughs> fun transitions and everything with the fade ins and fade outs and the bit where she crawls out of the, out mirror, of the mirror and everything yeah, it was awesome. and the yeah. bit where she turns Mr. Fantastic into shredded cheese and Bruce Campbell and Bruce Campbell, the bit where black <laughs> bolts in it. That was awesome from the inhuman show, which was bad. Yeah. Really bad. But he was cool, but he was cool. Cause but, black bolts a cool character. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, I just think it's a really fun, just, yeah, it's a little nonsensical, but and it's a fun, just Sam Raimi romp. I mean, I, 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 there's the moment where she possesses herself and it shows, there's a bit where it shows like her picture and then she like turns and looks at herself yeah. and like the bit with the, like the ocean and the coffee mug. Yeah. Like I love those little bits and it's, like the bit where uh, the doctor the Doctor Stranges fight each other with music like literally music. That is my favorite <laughs> fight scene in the whole movie. That was <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so creative and cool. Like and sorry we uh, come on everyone knows about the movie. The spoilers yeah, are yeah. everywhere. Spoilers. It's been out since. We're not gonna spoil April. every single movie we talk about, but we're gonna spoil a lot some. Of them. <laughs> yeah, um, No, yeah, that the the scene with the music notes that fight scene. I was just like. I I was watching that the first time of just being like this, just thinking to myself like it reminded me of like Fantasia. Yeah, I'm like this just is so, like so such a creative like idea for a fight scene. Yeah, like this is so cool. Like uh, yeah, I mean I like the corniness of it. I don't know. I mean, uh, I could see why people don't like it, but for me it just it's just a fun, crazy movie, and that's kind of what I wanted from a Doctor Strange. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, since we're on Marvel, um. <sighs> Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. I was excited for it. I mean, they got Christian Bale to play Gore, the God Butcher. And he didn't was do good. much God Butchering. But he was, uh, he was Christian Bale did a good job. Um he did good with what he was given and what apparently um, they did delete some scenes, but I think Love and Thunder shows why maybe don't give Takawajiti full control of a project. Because Ragnarok yeah. worked so well, but he did have studio and inter- uh Interference with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he kind of needs a leash. Don't let him just <laughs> run wild because Love and Thunder just became a not so good sci fi comedy I think with a lot of cringy CGI, here's, here's really bad rotoscoping. Here's the oh. thing with Love and Thunder is it felt like it was a string, it was just a bunch of those Marvel shorts strung together to put, yeah. into a movie. And it was a. It would have been like. There's a lot of sequences in Love and Thunder that, by themselves, as a just if you watch that one scene, it's a good scene. It's entertaining. Yeah, but the bit where they fight on the moon. 
Yeah, that was visually very impressive. I really like the the beginning of it where Thor's just like another classic Thor adventure, and he <laughs> and he does the splits and blows up those. Yeah, aliens. and the Guardians. Like that was fun, and and I like that. I like Russell Crowe's Zeus. Actually, yeah, I like. There's some of the humor I did like, but it just went too far. I didn't know when to stop. I yeah. There's that. Everybody then, had to be the funniest person in the room. And and the other the other issue I had and also weak it, CGI. The other issue I have, but no blame on the CGI artists. No, no, no. They're being crunched and overworked in terrible conditions. And this was a wake up call. Huge CGI movie, like yeah. Not that the other Marvel movies aren't. I mean, Endgame is practically animated, an animated. But it actually looks good. But but I feel I felt like this just had so much like crazy like visuals that they were throwing at the artists to to do. That it probably made it difficult. Um, Very short period of time. The, the other, the other main issue I have, I had with that movie is that um, the bit where the kid's hologram comes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. Uh, uh, it, it's that despite on paper the stakes seeming very high. They didn't feel like it. It did not feel like that. Like they, like he should have killed no, more gods. At on no screen. point, at no point does Thor, or really most, like at no point does. Do you feel like a real person is at stake? The only person that you like, feel like is at stake is uh, Taika Waititi's career. No, <laughs> no, uh, Natalie Portman, uh, Jane Foster, Thor, which she was great. She's the best part of uh, it. And I it's thought. not her fault um, that some of her helmet CGI was a little wonky. That's not her fault. I liked but her in it, though. I thought, I, I thought she, she was great was, in she it. Was actually, I, th- um, I thought she was the best part of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, she um, was one of the reasons I was really but, stoked for it. But at no point does anyone, like, does uh, the. Like Thor, the entire time is just he's all he's only fighting like generic CGI bad guys, monster, and he's just the goofing around the whole time. Literally, the, just the villain. <laughs> you never see him like Thor's. Literally, just <laughs> fucking around the whole movie. Yeah, uh, uh, and he just feels way too dumb in this one. He does, yeah. Like Infinity War, we got like kind of funny, but mostly serious. Endgame, we had depressed Thor. Yeah. And but then he gets serious for the with fight Thanos Ragnarok. Yeah, he was making jokes and stuff, but he still knew when to stop making jokes. No, Thor. Thor's and also, be, he's not the smartest guy. I think um, Love but, and Thunder. What it lacked also was Loki, Tom yeah. Hiddleston. Oh yeah, that I mean Thor is chemistry between him. He's and, not the smartest guy, but he's not supposed to be just like a bumbling fool. No, and he was a bumbling fool in this one. Like, yeah, he, he's he's at least, <laughs> and like, also everyone was a bumbling fool. Yeah, he's at least <laughs> he's at least <laughs> like he's not like the most intelligent man, but he's at least quick witted. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's at least you know has common sense and quick wittedness. Like he can think on his feet. But um, no, what's interesting about this year? I, I listened to uh, the Weekly Planets. Uh, they talked about movies that came out and everything, and. Um, they made this point. Uh, made this point, and I agree that this year for Marvel was the most divisive year for the fans. Because there's people yeah. that absolutely like us that absolutely love Multiverse of Madness, and then there's people that just hate it. There's people that actually like Love and Thunder, and then there's people that hate it. There's people that uh, I'm a little bit in the middle on Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, I've watched it again a couple times, and here's the thing: I do enjoy the movie. It just disappoints me. It's it just, just I can't. I've I, only seen it once. It's the only Marvel movie I've seen once. I I have watched it a couple times on Disney Plus. I still enjoy it because again, there's a lot of very good moments in it. Yeah, but it's also a movie I put on while I 
cooked dinner. No, yeah, you're not going to sit through that whole thing. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, another uh, Marvel movie, which arguably could be the best of the... I, I, it, well, yeah, most people think it's the best. I think it is the best, but it's just not the most rewatchable for me. Um, I do want to see it again, but Wakanda, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Very sad. You know, it's a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I, this and is the other movie I haven't seen yet. It's, uh, yeah, I won't spoil anything, but it's a great, yeah, like, like I said, a great tribute, great homage to Chadwick. And it, uh, Namor, his portrayal is done really well. Nice. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the actor's name, so I'm not going to try, but you can look <laughs> it up. Um, but yeah, I love what they did with Namor. I mean, they had the wings on his feet, but they made it scary. They somehow made that scary because <laughs> there's a shot where he's like in the darkness and you just hear the buzzing of his wings. And it's like actually intimidating. Like the Atlanteans or whatever, the Talacans or whatever, they're intimidating and uh, actually a threat. And like there's stakes in this movie. It, it It's the most, well, not grounded, but it's the most tangible Marvel movie we've had in a while. They're in real locations, uh, real ten, sets. Tenoch Huerta. Tenoch Huerta, yeah. So Great. Is it Tenoch or Tenoch? I'm not sure. Uh, it's Tenoch. It'd be a Tenoch. I, I'm I pretty think. sure it's Tenoch, but Huerta, I know how to pronounce he that. He is great. <laughs> I can't wait to see him uh, continue to grow in the Marvel Universe and everything with his character. I love what they did with Namor with the adaptation because obviously Aquaman already came out in the movie. Even though technically Namor came out first in the comics. Yeah. A lot but, of people don't think but, about that. But nobody knows about Namor. Nobody knows that. Yeah. But what they did <laughs> with him, they set him apart and they made a lot of fun. And it's gets serious, but it's just, um, and like I said, grounded. Mm. And the fact, emotionally just um, tangible. It's just like. This movie felt the least like, oh, let's just cram as much CGI as we can. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm, I'm to really, ask you one thing about that movie. Really good breath of fresh air after uh, Love and Thunder. I'm just going to ask you say the, that. one thing about it. Is M'Baku just as cool as he is in the first Black Panther? Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. He's my favorite character in Black Panther. <laughs> He's I, cool, but I really love him. I don't, I don't love him in the comics. He doesn't get to do much in this one, though. He's kind of... I don't love M'Baku in the comics, but the, well, just the, a different character. The really. MCU uh, version of him is awesome, and I love him. Yeah, and, and no, I, he's good. And I love oh, my and they, favorite detail about Avengers Endgame is that when Captain America does the Avengers assemble and they all charge, M'Baku is charging right next to Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. And they introduce Ironheart. Um, I felt like they kind of rushed her introduction in it, but it's still good. I, I like the actress. She does a good job. Nice. And um, she's getting her own show, so this is just an introduction of her. And great action. And, yeah, it's it's a sad, long movie, though. I mean, it's not one I would want to watch all the time, but not because it's bad or anything. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Nice. It's one of Marvel's best they've done in a while. Um, anything else I want to say about it? Uh The post credits is kind of dumb, but <laughs> okay. I see why they did it. Okay, but that, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but yeah, I mean, just overall with Marvel movies, it just feels like they kind of tried out a lot of different things, 
and they don't feel as connected as they used to, but they don't I, need to be. I still like what but they're doing. But if you actually, if you've, and now some people complain about this. Why care? I mean, because the movies kind of speed you up anyways, but if you've watched the shows, like if you've watched Loki and what if, Mm-hmm. these movies will make sense. You'll see, oh, this is how they're connected because yeah. the multiverse is ripped from apart. I just we generally no like... No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness. I just generally like what Marvel's know. doing right now because... Um, but I don't think they should all be connected. I should stand alone movie. They're trying to do some different stuff than the type of stuff that you would expect from exactly. the Infinity Saga. And I'm just like... I'm one of those MCU fans where I love the MCU, but at the end of the day... All I want is some good Marvel movies. Exactly. I don't it really doesn't have care to be a grand... how connected it is. Now it's Conne- I, being connected. I assume is it's going to start it's being cool, connected but... again with uh, Ant Man three and Guardians yeah. introducing Kang again because he was kind of in Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Majors. I'm really excited for that. He's great. Yeah. But um, Marvel. Since we're talking about Marvel, let's cover all their other stuff real quick. Uh, the, their TV show, the Disney Plus shows. Uh, she-Hulk, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and was there another one? I think that was it. I didn't watch Ms. Marvel, but I watched Moon Knight and Ms. She-Hulk. Marvel's actually quite a lot of fun. Nice. It feels it's very disconnected from everything until the very end. Okay. Um, but it's just a f- fun teen kind of um Howard Hughes feeling okay. um nice movie. Nice. Um and I yeah, I, I watched Moon Knight. It t- I didn't watch it until like a month ago, a month or two ago. Yeah. Uh it was awesome. Or John Hughes. John. Or what's his name? The guy that did all the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um but um Moon Knight was mostly pretty good, I thought. I thought I It thought, left a lot to be desired though. I just wanted more Moon Knight. That that's my yeah, so that, so what what I would say about it is it's really I think the show is really good, but it's kind of a tease. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of just my only criticism Which that's not a bad criticism saying we want more of it. Yeah, my only <laughs> criticism is I I wish we actually had more Moon Knight. In yeah. It. But it's, I really like how it focuses on his actual uh character, not just yeah. superhero Os- stuff. Oscar Isaac is fantastic. Os- oh, there's it. a scene and where he transitions from Steve or no, he trans transitions from um Mark Spector to Steve Trevor during um or what's his name? Is it Trevor? Uh something like that. Steven Steven I know Grant. he's the British Grant. Steven Grant, yeah. yeah. When he transitions to him during a traumatic moment, um and it's just seamless. Like he, he does such a great job. And yeah, I mean, he's basically playing like three different characters. In it's the bas- show. it's basically to put it this way: if I wasn't aware of Moon Knight before, <laughs> um, and I didn't, know would you have liked it more? Well, if, or less, if, more. I if if I wasn't aware that Moon Knight is so fucking awesome, I would have been totally satisfied with the show. Like it's a good, yeah. It's I, a I know good exactly show. What you mean. It's just knowing how awesome Moon Knight is. Because we've covered some Moon Knight just, in um, one of our comics episodes, yeah. And that's kind of the stuff I wanted. And they tease that, but they, but they never show it because they do the blackout and then a bunch of dead guys around. I, mean, them. I think there's whole episodes where you don't actually see Moon Knight. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, there's several episodes where it's just well, and you know, Disney is 
with their marble properties and stuff, they're they have been f slowly introducing more graphic and rated R elements. And Moon Knight was yeah. one of the shows that did that. The the cool um, thing that I like about I mean the most I think the most important thing about Moon Knight and this applies to Werewolf by Night. That's also a really good one. Is that Disney is starting to incorporate some of the supernatural stuff into more the, supernatural and um, they're in, not as the afraid to go more graphic. And we all know that Deadpool three with Hugh Jackman, which amazing news, so excited. And mm. I've heard rumors that Hugh Jackman signed a two film contract. Ooh, he's probably gonna be in Secret Wars. Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> I no, heard but, like everybody, but like, yeah, is gonna with be the, with the MCU, there's always been stages where they start introducing other elements of the Marvel universe into the MCU. Well, so like, they yeah, had, they had the, the going the, to Werewolf by Night. Yeah, well, uh, they, they had the regular, uh, the first wave. They had the regular. Um, superhero stuff with a little bit of the magic science Thor thing. It's and then science they, that we don't understand. And then they introduce, you know, Guardians <laughs> and some more science. And Doctor Strange. Some of the more science fiction stuff. And then Doctor Strange. And then is they like, introduce the magic stuff. It's like, stuff. it is magic. It just is yeah. magic. Yeah, and then they introduce the <laughs> magic stuff, and now yeah. they're introducing some of the supernatural stuff. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, Werewolf by Night, I think that's that might be Marvel's best project of the year. Oh, I just think... because it's such a, a fresh air, the, yeah. uh, paying homage to the old Universal monster movies. It's in black and white, and uh, whether it was, it was probably just a filter. But either way, it was done well. It was. It, it has was a, a well particular black and white, like yeah. silver tone to it. Yeah, and I love the practical effects, like. Um, when he turned into the Wolfman, the Werewolf by Night, yeah, that's just a costume. That's yeah, makeup. It and was fur, and like it was very, very. I mean, and and it's like only, I said, tangible and man thing, amazing. That was mostly practical effects as well. Yeah, the animatronic just, suit and um, and, and and it and the fact that I, I'm so glad that they did that because the fact that they're willing to, and I think the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special did did a little bit of this as well. The fact that Marvel's willing to put out on Disney Plus just these. 45 minute these hour long specials yeah that i are just short and sweet and to the point is yeah. awesome i think i really i think that's really they good. should do more of that because this is a marvel but like with obi-wan that should have just been like a movie or something yeah. like that yeah um, and and world by think, night maybe an entire movie would have been good but honestly i think i this think a 40 minute this is better Special. than an entire movie because this is like it's condensed. It does this beautiful it drag thing. out. Well, it, it does this beautiful thing where it goes. It doesn't need to explain to you who this person is. It doesn't explain. He's a, a werewolf. We it, all know what those are. Yeah, it doesn't explain shit to you. Elsa it just, Bloodstone. It just it. presents you a this story, scenario. a scenario, and yeah. says, "There you go. You can go online and Wikipedia this if you're yeah. interested in the characters." He fought Moon Knight. Yeah, hopefully they fight in the, the movies. That would be cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, actually, that was Moon Knight's first appearance in a Werewolf by Night comic yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Werewolf by Night. And yeah, the Guardians holiday special, we talked about that a lot in our last our Christmas movie uh, tier list. And yeah, really enjoyed it. Really fun time. Just sweet, funny. You know, just hits all the points you would want in a holiday special. Um, no, that... I think the those the specials helped get people's um, enthusiasm for Marvel again. Like, hey, we can do 
good things yeah <laughs> that uh, are different well it and- just makes me excited because i'm like it, it makes me think marvel is still capable of doing stuff that doesn't have to be interconnected with everything yeah that maybe you know well, yeah like werewolf by night literally like yeah there was easter eggs for the comic nerds and everything yeah but it was just a standalone thing. Like, and I'm they sure they didn't even mention it takes place in the same universe. In the five MCU. years ago, they would have been like, "Oh, remember the incident?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would have been like, "What about Sokovia? What about Sokovia? <laughs> what about that thing Stark did when he was drunk?" <laughs> yeah, no, but it was just it was just a, a straight to the point. Here's a yeah. cool werewolf flick that just happens that to be happens to be in the MCU. Yeah, in the MCU like, umbrella. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like. <laughs> And it was it was really good. Yeah, that's I, a really good it. one. And She Hulk, um, I loved how much hate it got just because of how dumb the hate was. Because it was actually a very enjoyable series. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> Did it end well? No, no, no it was a very episode, sloppy ending. The last episode was terrible. And I, I get it was doing a meta thing where it was like, oh, this is a really bad ending. And I was like, but make a good ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> don't do this meta thing where you acknowledge that the writers like, didn't know what to do. It just felt like a cop out. It was. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know the reintroduction of Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I mean, holy shit, he was awesome and in I've, it. And I love the the episode where him and She Hulk. I love their chemistry. Go and like bust up that warehouse together. Yeah. Like, that was the best moment. And he gets a hallway show. scene again. He gets a hallway <laughs> scene and then she just busts through. Yeah. And I'm like, this well, is Well, yeah, great. more guys show this. up. And, and I'm like, well, we are getting a new Daredevil show. So yeah. settle down, guys. And I do uh, like that he seemed a little bit more acrobatic. Yeah. Well, this. they used a little bit more CGI, obviously. Well, um, what I mean, like stuff like there's like a part where he just like jumps off a building. Yeah, he's got a bit of a power boost, just um, like just like how Kingpin did in Hawkeye. He's yeah. more like the comic book version. He he's strong enough to take hits from bombs and yeah, throw cars around and shit. But he's still the same he's still, character. Yeah, he's just got a bit of a power boost. Yeah, power boost um, for continuity. But Charlie Cox MCU. has been kind of confused, or at least confusing the fans by saying because at first they were like, "No, this is like a reboot of Daredevil. It's the same Daredevil, but." The shows didn't matter, but now they're kind of saying, "Oh, the shows did happen, but this is like we're kind of just gonna go past that." I think. I th- either I, way, I think the way it's probably gonna be handled is the shows, technique like the events of the shows happened. Yeah, the Netflix series, but yeah. that doesn't mean that the which scene to scene in the Netflix show is canon. Yeah, like um, like the general. But way- I heard events as far as i know it's still gonna be it's not gonna be as graphic as the netflix shows but it's still gonna be like tvma nice which is good to know and john berthal is apparently he's gonna i heard he's gonna be back and he he said he wouldn't come back as punisher unless it was rated r Uh, i really i really like him yeah well because uh here's another movie this is marvel but this is under disney uh prey which we've talked about extensively in our predator episode Predator prey versus, episode. Predator yeah. versus prey is what we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that was but awesome. Love it. I love the setting and how it, you yeah. know. Well, here's it's the thing. So respectful I remember Native when, Americans. That, when that came out in our episode, we said maybe it's just the hype that's getting us all excited. It's not. For this. It's not. It holds up. It's good. It really does. It's a really good Predator movie. Really? Yeah. It's um, a really good one. And that's under Disney. They own that. 
Yeah. They own Alien. And that movie did not hold back on its brutality. It was no. just as brutal as any Predator movie. Yeah, it was awesome. That was... gives me hope. Werewolf by Night gives me hope. Um, Moon Knight gave me hope. So, like, and what's great, though, and because I'm the guy that I'm like, no, not everything needs to be rated R. No. That would be stupid. Yeah. That's For one, they got to sell tickets. Well, it's also like, you know, get down breast not, everything, they gotta make money. not everything needs to be rated R. But two, also, you know, people complain about a lot of people didn't like that She-Hulk. It wouldn't be true. Like, here's they, an example. A lot of people thought She-Hulk was too funny, too, like, millennial humor type of shit. And I'm like, what's wrong with that, though? That's what it is. You don't I have, mean, to, you don't have uh, to like it, but, like, what's wrong with sorry, it, Sorry, Incels. Not all content's made for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, nothing. I thought it was enjoyable. But I like, it was um, funny. It was kind of cute. It was, it was good. It was a good show. Well, the way I see it, they're going to... It looks like they're going to try to be true to the characters. Yeah. So if a character w- does need a rated R movie, then he'll get it. Like Deadpool's definitely gonna be rated R. Yeah. We know that with Hugh Jackman. So excited. The only situation I could see Deadpool in a non-rated R if he was like an Avengers would movie. be in an Avengers, which movie. that will happen. But inevitably. they but they better just like bleep him out though. <laughs> yeah, make him acknowledge it. And he, yeah, and then him and continue. She-Hulk would probably also acknowledge fourth it. wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would probably be Deadpool would. They would, would have a fourth wall battle. Like, <laughs> well, here's what here's what I would imagine would be that Deadpool is about to curse, and then She-Hulk like puts the bleep over his. Ah, uh, that's that's the way I. That'd would be good. That, that'd yeah. be pretty good. She-Hulk would be like, whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa. Turn, yeah, turn on the 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 censoring. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that that's it with Marvel. Um, so some other movies I would like to talk about. I just watched this a few days ago. I, I I didn't have any good reason not to watch it. I wasn't super interested in it, but it's good. It's a really good movie. Um, I'm just weary of these kind of movies. Uh, Elvis, a biopic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of that? But it was directed by Baz Lehrman. The guy that did The Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. And it's in his like big grandiose style where everything's uh-huh. exaggerated and you have big fonts on the screen and you know, it, it mixes modern music and like modern covers of Elvis songs and stuff like that. Right. And um what I really love about it, it's just a good movie aside from the fact that it's about Elvis. Okay. It's not one of those biopics where it's only enjoyable if you actually care. Which is 90% of biopics. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's like a good movie that just is a biopic. And yeah, it goes through... And it's not like a chronological order. It goes back and forth between his life. And it's really about his relationship with him and his manager, uh, Colonel Tom Parker, mm-hmm. who's a rap bastard con man uh, who yeah. really screwed up. I'll, I'll say just really screwed up Elvis's career. Yeah. And if he had a good manager... Like, if he had a manager like the Beatles had with Brian Epstein, yeah, Elvis could have lived a lot longer, could have been even more popular, you know, more famous, even as famous he was. He was very limited with his artistic uh, freedom. And just, mm. and it, it, you learn how fucked up it is. And, like, you learn, like, the whole Vegas Elvis and everything, you know, the all the yeah. Elvis impersonators, the, uh, the big, um, not stereo, uh, the caricature of Elvis, yeah, wasn't his choice, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He just ended up having to play into it because he was in a really bad contract with the, yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks <laughs> played bastard. a dick? <laughs> he played a dick, yeah. Wow. He, well, it, it, it's a fun movie, though. It, but it, you do, you're like, damn, like, man. Because I've always respected Elvis, but I've never, like, listened to his records or been a huge fan of him. Uh-huh. Um, but now I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, uh, you'll just have to see it, but it's a good yeah. movie. And uh, Austin Butler, he plays Elvis, and he does a really good job. Out of all the nice. Elvis actors and impersonators, um, so there's been a lot. He, yeah, there's been a lot. <laughs> he he including, does, including. Do you remember Jack White played Elvis? He and walked the line. <laughs> yeah. Or no, wait. Uh, Walk hard, Dewey Cox. Yeah. Oh, it was with, in Walk John hard, C. Riley. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk the line. I don't that, remember who that's, played him in the Walk the Line. I don't know, but that was the real Johnny Cash movie, Walking yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I mean uh, Austin Butler. Like he, there's a couple times he exact. Well, it seems like he's pl- overplaying the accent, but Elvis would do that. Yeah. Especially when he's speaking in front of a crowd. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. in personal intimate scenes, like with his wife and his manager and stuff, he has just like a normal Tennessee accent. Like he's not overdoing it. Nice. And um, he's not like it's he's not, not hello, it's, hello, it's, hello yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not he's like not his, Johnny Bravo. It's, it's not like his <laughs> wife comes in. It's all serious, <laughs> like <laughs> angry about something. It's like oh, hubba, 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 hubba. <laughs> no, this uh, was in real life. <laughs> uh, no, it's a no. I and we actually just watched it before you came in because uh, Rosie hasn't seen the whole movie. Mm. And yeah, it's just a fun. Well, it's fun for a while. Then you're like, damn, that's fucked mm, up. Yeah. Like fuck Colonel Tom Parker, and and then. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want to. Spo- well, it, it's something that actually happened. So, I mean, spoiling history is like a weird thing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, it takes artistic licenses. Like, it's not just, it's not one of those biopics where it's like, this is exactly what happened. And right. This is, no, it's a, it's a fun movie that's nice. about Elvis. Nice. And it, I'll have to check that out. The cinematography is great. I'm very weary of biopics. These I was days. extremely weary of this. My mom begged me to watch it while I was uh, home. She's like, "You gotta watch this," and I was like, oh, "It's yeah. uh, it looks boring," and <laughs> but it's actually a lot of fun. And yeah, it has that great Gatsby energy to it. And um, I would recommend it if you're not, even if you're not an Elvis fan, it's just a good movie. I um, I watched last week. I watched uh, the Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yeah tell me about it uh on netflix which first of all i have to say huge power move by netflix <laughs> to the same year that disney Toro. put out a live action pinocchio that i've not seen but apparently is very sucks bad. um that netflix comes out a few months later and goes we're getting guillermo del toro to make a stop motion animation pinocchio <laughs> movie like huge power play and it's on netflix on netflix's part there <laughs> Um, but no, legitimately, it was really good. No, I heard that. Like the so stop motion's really done well. The stop motion is groundbreaking. Stop motion. It's some of the. It's the best. Some of the best stop motion I've ever well, seen. Well, I saw like some of the behind it's, the scenes. They do a lot of um. They had like um, the props like holding up Pinocchio and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was like green, like green screen. Yeah, it's and fantastic. Really good. Yeah. So there's that. Um, the casting. Uh, fuck. I got. I'm gonna pull this up real quick because you're gonna be surprised on the cast on this. Yeah. Um. So uh, while well, I pull this up, but uh, 
and and then the other thing is also um the take on it is just really cool so how do i put it without spoiling uh well i i have heard that it's uh more true to the actual to the original story it's a, yeah, a bit darker it's darker um it takes place in fascist Italy, and that's a huge part of the plot. Oh wow! Like under Mussolini? Yeah, Mussolini is in it. <laughs> wow! There, like, there is. I mean, it's a caricature of him, and it's almost funny. But he, Mussolini, is in it, and that's a huge part. Giuseppo is like, you know, a fascist. Oh wow! Well, kind of, kind <laughs> of. It show it it portrays him as like the citizen who cares about his country, and he's going He'll along just go with along it with any type of yeah. thing, which um, is not any is not that much better than actual fascist. Put that on the record. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. So first of all, Ewan McGregor plays the cricket. He's the cricket. Ewan McGregor's in it. That's great. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, Ron Perlman. Is Finn Wolfhard Pinocchio? No, he plays uh, Candlewick. Oh, who's Pinocchio? Um, uh, new Gregory Mann. I think that's mm. Pinocchio. Um, Ron Perlman, Tilda Swinton, wow. Kate Blanchett. That's a great cast. Um, I'm not even that's done. An amazing cast. I'm not even done yet. Christoph Waltz is one of the <laughs> villains in it. Is he Mussolini? No, he does not play Mussolini. Uh, 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 Bern Gorman is really, Tim Blake Nelson, John Turturro. Wow, wow, fantastic! I gotta cast. see. No, it's it's on and, my list. To and see. man, all the voice acting is um, is really good. But Christoph Waltz stands out especially as he plays the head of the circus. Oh, uh, that makes sense. The, yeah, the ringmaster, yeah. and he, he he's really good in it. Um, nice. Uh, and then, and then the other part that's just amazing about it is the Guillermo del Toro ness of it. The um, the art design, of course. Um, yeah, I love his. It's stuff. it's at times it's like cute and bright and fun, and at other times it's, it's horrifying, like Lovecraft, Hellboy. That's shit. Guillermo del Toro. It's. I mean, so <laughs> there are. But so you know, in the Pinocchio story, there's the blue fairy, right? Yeah, the blue fairy is like this biblically accurate angel Lovecraftian <laughs> horror with like wings with eyes on it and shit. <laughs> like that's amazing, and it's and it, but it's well, it, but it's not like it's it it's. That's what, why angels always say, "Be not afraid." Or, yeah, know. well, it's uh, it's. I was watching it, and I'm like, and the first note that you have that's gonna be like, okay, there is some weird Guillermo del Toro shit. Is there some like floating eyeball spirits? Going through a forest oh, movie nice. in the movie. <laughs> uh, but then the blue fairy shows up, and I'm like, this is my my reaction when I'm watching is I'm watching it, and, and it's the bloodborne and, and of Pinocchio. She, and movies. she un, undoes her wings, and yeah, it's bloodborne <laughs> Pinocchio. Um, <laughs> she undoes her wings, and like, <laughs> wait, pre- speaking of which, presents herself, like, and, and it's just like, and you're like, you're watching it, and I'm just like, holy <laughs> That's shit, horrifying. that is. Well, almost beautiful though, because it's right. It's actually just it's really, but it's really just hard to really beautiful art design. But I'm just and it's like, all stop motion, it, and it's all stop motion. Wow, yeah. I gotta see that. That sounds fantastic awesome. movie. Speaking of a uh, well, never mind. I don't want to spoil that. I won't talk about that movie for a little bit because I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. Whoops. But but uh, oh fuck it. Let's just talk about it. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Nope. Uh, not too long ago, actually, I, I was late on that one too. I didn't see it in theaters, just busy and busy seeing other movies. And, um, 
But no, nope. these uh, Guinnesses. Yeah, I'll take one. And also, careful, it's probably going to. I, Colton's drinking out of a Viking bull horn, uh, tankard that my dad got me for Christmas, and then I'm drinking an actual Viking horn that my girlfriend got me, and I have to have the stand for it. The um. Sorry no. about that ugly noise I just made. I was trying to. It would have been good to mention that during the Northmen. Sorry about the ugly noise, people. <laughs> Sorry about the ugly. <laughs> noise. But, um, <laughs> but nope. I honestly, I haven't seen us. I've seen reviews on it, and I have been spoiled on it. Um, but about out of the Jordan Peele movies I've seen, I think Nope is his best. Just the cinematography. The effects, the message behind everything, and I still don't quite understand what the fuck I was watching. I love it. I've it, heard it's, it's um, I've heard amazing things about it. it. Like, I mean, it could be a content. Honestly, like you could argue that it's the best movie, best film of twenty twenty two. Like, I've, easy, I've heard like, like Jordan Peele has shown to be a really good director. But what I've heard about horror. Nope is that like this is the movie that puts him up there as like. This like, like a contender of like the next the Steven new Stanley or the new Stanley of, Kubrick yeah like yeah like a really really prolific director you really need to see it yeah. um it's I don't want to spoil anything about it but uh, from the trailers you know it's something you have there's a UFO and it's running amok and and um this guy and his sister they have a horse ranch and uh that they produce horses. Uh, they raise horses to be in Hollywood movies, and it's in yeah. it's out in the desert in L.A. Well, outside of L.A. Yeah. obviously, but <laughs> but uh, and there's weird, wacky shit, and there's a lot of crazy shit in it. And what is that UFO? What is it? <laughs> um, I'm just gonna end it there. It was great. It was disturbing. I still don't know exactly what happened, and I've seen it twice. I mean, I know what happened, but I, I <laughs> there's a scene in the movie that feels so disconnected from the rest of the movie, and it it, it really freaked me out, and it involves a chimp attack. Oh yeah, I, I told I, you. I, <laughs> but, I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it, but um, I did watch. I follow the Corridor Crew on YouTube. Yeah, and they do their VFX artist react uh, series. And they did some coverage of Nope, and it just from the from what I saw from that um, that video uh, is it's a visually very interesting and stunning, very well done. Of um, the cinematography and the visual effects are very well done. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's written not, not in the sense the dialogue, of like, not not in the sense of like. The most impressive visual effects ever. No, but just like, the way but it's... they're just so well thought it's out. It's well thought out, yeah. And and it's written... A lot of times, it feels like a comedy. Like, just with the... And which makes sense, because Keanu Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. But uh, <laughs> it has the comedic timing, but he applies that to the horror of it. Ooh, like, there's this... Yeah. There's this... Uh, basically, there's this uh, idea in this film. It, it's... This is the beginning of the movie, so I can talk about this. It's all about spectacle. How far will you go? How many people will you endanger in yourself to get the good shot of something, of the UFO or whatever, or of a dangerous animal? Right. And um, 
and like how Hollywood will just go to whatever links to get that shot. No, no matter what. Mm. And it's about that. And there's a lot of biblical, uh, stuff going on with it. Um, and that, if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Colton mentioned it earlier. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I think I know what the, the UFO is now. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, I mean, it does, a, it's really unique. Like, it's not your, it's not like, oh, this is just another third, uh, I mean, Close Encounters, a third kind or E.T. No, this is a whole other thing. It has a lot of cosmic horror stuff in it. And it's just, yeah, a well-made movie that I recommend and nice i'm gonna leave it there i don't want to spoil it i really don't because the, <laughs> the first time i watched it i was like what the fuck so <laughs> i want you to have that reaction yeah. if you haven't seen that you colton and the listeners mostly the listeners i don't care but <laughs> um another mo- uh i saw Jurassic world dominion it was uh, they brought back um everybody um, but um yeah. it, for no good reason <laughs> it's just a I have no interest in it. It's not um, bad. It's not so, good. So have you seen the or it l- listen to the Mr. Sunday movies, their Jurassic Park, uh the Caravan of Garbage. Roughly the same same quality. Yeah. I think no, with the they're exception not. of the first <laughs> the first Jurassic Park. With the exception of that, I do agree with that. Story. Oh yeah, definitely. Of all the Jurassic Park movies. The first Jurassic Park are, is the that's the only reason they're not. Well, I, I yeah. remember when, when this movie was coming out, before it came out, you you asked me one night, you said, Are are you excited to see this movie? I know you're a big Jurassic Park fan. And I said or, or, I, You're I, a Jurassic I, Park fan. Yeah, yeah. You said, are you excited? I said, no, I don't care about it. And you said, I thought you were a big Jurassic Park fan. And I'm like, let me clarify. <laughs> I am a fan of the movie. The, the, the 1994 the movie yeah. Jurassic Park. It is in my top yeah. five movies of all time. The rest of them are fine. <laughs> They're like... They get worse. <laughs> at, at, they get at, worse and At fine. worst, they're... Forgettable. They're so fun and yeah, forgettable. At, at worst, they're forgettable. At best, they're like, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, but, like I don't care. Still forgettable. Still, yeah. <laughs> um, this is coming up next year. But speaking of dinosaur movies, have you seen the trailer for sixty five? Yeah. Sixty five million years. Yeah, ago. I'm not sold. Adam Driver. I'm not sold on yet. I'm on totally yet, sold on it. But it's basically the I'm intrigued. The premise of Planet of the Apes, where they're interstellar travelers and they end up going to Earth back in time, and Adam Driver has to fight a bunch of dinosaurs, and it's Sam Raimi with a gun, and it's Sam Raimi. That's that's <laughs> that's the part that intrigued me. I was watching the trailer and I'm like, and, and I was just I was watching the trailer and I'm like, this looks fine. Is Adam and, Driver going to extinct the dinosaurs? Is that going to be what they explplain? That he t- it's a paradox. Where it wasn't an asteroid. It's a, it's it was a time Adam loop. Driver. Adam Driver killed off the dinosaurs. Maybe he had an asteroid gun. I don't know. I don't know what he has. An asteroid gun. Yeah, he's like, just fuck you all. I'm going to extinct your whole species. Uh, not even species, a family. I mean, knowing what I know about Sam yeah. Raimi, you know, that is not that <laughs> It's not outside the box. Of a thing to yeah. happen. No, but that looks rad, and that looks like the best Jurassic Park movie since the first one. <laughs> I, yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another movie I would recommend in the horror realm, uh, X. That came out earlier this year. And it's a big play on the porn scene. 
in the 70s. Mm, right, right. It plays around with that. And I don't, I can't remember the actress's name, but she does a great job lead. Uh, Jenna Ortega's in it in a smaller role, but she's establishing herself as, as a scream queen. And she's really popping right now in the news because of Wednesday, which is the show I watched. Yeah. Um, And speaking of which, the show itself is all right. It's like a teen, teen, young adult drama supernatural drama heard, yeah, heard but jenna ortega really brings it up because she is so good as Wednesday adams nice and you've seen the dance scene yeah and everything on yeah. tiktok and on youtube <laughs> and she choreographed that herself oh rad she came up with it like two days before the shoot that's cool because like tim that. and it's tim burton and he was like oh I- i'm sure you can figure it out and she's like okay <laughs> Um, and I, apparently she I like Tim Burton. She used the dances yeah. from the old Wednesday Adams from the original series. Yeah, and she looked the eighties goths uh, dancing, and she blended that together. She and she came up with something. dancing to the cramps. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, I love the cramps. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, r- a lot of fun Wednesday. And but going back to X, um, really cool throwback horror slasher movie kind of, and it's about a. Basically, old lady killing people. <laughs> nice. It, it's it's like corny, but it 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 perfectly like exemplifies that slasher film era of the seventies and eighties. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, that's that's a fun movie. Um, another uh, more indie movie, I guess. Um, but it doesn't feel that way. <clears throat> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Have you seen that one? I have not. A lot of fun. A movie that plays multiverse stuff in a really fun, creative way. And just, it's nice seeing an original story. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's uh, the main character's boss. And they really just, yeah, they just play around with that multiverse idea, like hopping into different universes and bodies. And a really fun movie. Great cinematography. And with the budget they had, I think it was only about $30 million budget. With the budget they had, they did an amazing job, like, actually presenting us the multiverse and all these different crazy scenarios and has great action and choreography, and I would definitely recommend that one. And then uh, the only animated movie I've seen... Oh, and yeah, we talked about Halloween Ends. Yeah, go... It was ultimately fine, I thought. Go watch our episode Um, on it if you want to know about that, yeah. I haven't seen it since because it's a seasonal movie, and also because it's fine. It was fine. (laughs) It's not as bad as people say it is, I don't think. I I thought it was... Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) And then I also saw Smile, which is another good horror movie, basically about this weird, like, uh, psychological demon that... um, tracks you down and like you die with a smile on your face and whatever and you like kill yourself or whatever Uh, it's pretty good (laughs) and then uh, the only animated movie I saw this year that I remember was Turning Red which was a lot of fun oh I forgot about that yeah that was good I I really liked it Um, and anybody that complains about it actually representing a young preteen pubescent girl's experiences can go fuck off because I think that is what's wrong with what's that? wrong with what's wrong with representing that in an animated movie no because there's like, so many freaking karens out there they're like oh you shouldn't be teaching kids about periods it's like well they're gonna they're gonna have them 
and it, it yeah. does it, it's it's a really good movie though and I, I thought it was i love the animation it was one of pixar's best in a while as far as animation i thought it I was just a really pixar's cute, finally it, going away from the realistic look yeah i thought know? it was a really cute movie yeah, uh, yeah. it's really cute it's um, a lot of fun i like the finale where the boy they, they use the boy band to help them that was fun yeah <laughs> um yeah, it was just a fun movie. I mean, it's not my favorite Pixar movie, partly because, for obvious reasons, I don't relate with the subject matter. No, yeah. So, like, the... the but I know, enjoyed... As the... far as more recent Pixar movies, like, if you just look at my favorite Pixar movies of recent years, Soul. Oh, Soul uh, was amazing. That was last year, right? Uh, uh, no, I mean, 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, that was amazing. And then Coco a few years before that. Yeah. I like those because I relate with the subject matter yeah. a lot more. Um, I don't relate with Turning Red, but I thought it was a wonderfully it's just a it was fun Q movie. It was yeah. a good movie. Um, um, I also saw Black Adam. Yeah, it um, was it was fun. Yeah, and they, they and they teased Henry Cavill coming back, but he's not coming back. Yeah, speaking of shit that um, happened, uh, yeah, they teased Henry Cavill as Superman in the movie. He shows up, he's like, "Hey, I'm Superman." From you, what I understand, you watch out, The Rock. From what I understand, <laughs> and, the only reason that they that. They really got the rock him in pushed it. it. Well, it's cause, yeah, well, I was yeah. I was gonna phrase it as the as the rock bullied them into it. He bullied them into it, uh, and now he's not even gonna be in the new universe. Yeah, because Black Adam, even though they said, oh, technically, it did my it did make money if you account for if you account for merchandising and you account for uh, when it comes out on HBO Max. No, I did. It was a flop. The Rock was just <laughs> trying to make a fun superhero movie. Yeah, and it was, and Pierce Brosnan was in it, but no one <laughs> knew about it or really cared about it, even with The Rock. Yeah. And but I liked it. I liked it. It was uh, fun. Was it groundbreaking? No, it was just a fun superhero movie. What's wrong with that? Yeah. They don't all have to be like a groundbreaking. Uh, Dude, one of my favorite genre. superhero movies of the last like several years was Shazam. Yeah, and that's just also a just, fun superhero movie. It was just fun. It was, <laughs> and the, the real funny part though is that, like the Rock didn't want to do Black Adam with Shazam. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you do realize Black Adam was Shazam's villain, yeah. and like the whole idea of Black Adam being an antihero—that's the Rock, <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty I, much. Well, it's in the new Fifty Two. They made the Black new, Adam yeah. a lot more. So it, rock, the Rock did not come up with the idea of him. New Fifty Two, but it's still a new idea. But yes, orig- I, originally he was a villain. It's yeah. just in the last couple decades. But every villain becomes anti. I, I think I think it predates the new Fifty Two, but they went hard on it in the new Fifty Two. Yeah, um, it predates that. Uh, it's you know early two thousands they started making him more of an antihero. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Um. But the whole time, the, the one thing that got me in movies, like, I'm not a hero. And I'm like, but you're, like, saving people and, like, fighting bad guys. Uh, but I'm not a hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Arthur, it's like Arthur Morgan when you play like a really really good honorable playthrough, and he's like I'm or, in Batman. Yeah, you know? yeah he's, like, he's like helping puppies and like little <laughs> children and stuff, and then he goes to the camp. But I'm a bad and man. He's like, I've been a bad man. I'm a bad man, Dutch. <laughs> Oh no, Arthur! You're not a bad man. And you're like having, helping a cat out of a tree in a side quest or whatever. Arthur, <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, Arthur! You haven't, you haven't put, you haven't done. What about any, the plane? You haven't put any money towards the camp, Arthur. 
right, that's enough. That's honestly enough. That's quite enough. We could probably do that for a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. To be um, totally honest. <laughs> Uh, so a show I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Wednesday. I, I would definitely recommend it. It's fun. Jenna Ortega, she's awesome. She's up and coming. We're, we're, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of her. Um, Evan Peters is Jeffrey Dahmer, the monster Jeffrey Dahmer, or whatever it's called. Yeah. On one hand, it is a well-made show, and he does a great job. On the other hand, I'm like, damn, we shouldn't just like promote these guys. Jeffrey <laughs> Dahmer gets a <laughs> lot of like. For being such a fucked up guy, he gets a lot of love from like pop culture. That's and that's the bad part. Yeah. Th- that's the part uh, I hate. And um, I saw like the- I didn't see <laughs> the new the sh- the show with Evan Peters. It's good. Um, I mean, I would recommend I did see if that you're into movie, that kind of stuff. My friend Dahmer, which is about his uh, the his like high school years leading up to his first before he actually kills anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was also fine, but I even had this. I had the same opinion about that. Was was just like that was a fine movie, but yeah, I don't know. It's well, this just, one goes all in. Like it shows them how he killed people, mm-hmm. and it shows every single victim. I respect Evan death. Peters for like Evan Peters did great. Such a difficult role. Oh yeah, and, I mean like, he he did great, and it's a well made show. I mean I'll give it like. But if you're easily disturbed about that kind of stuff, I wouldn't recommend it because it gets into a lot of details of what he did to people. And uh, that's not too cheery. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, um, but however, the show does, I give it respect. It does do more to tell the victim's story. Right, it doesn't right. just focus on him. Like there's ed- episodes dedicated to the victims and like his neighbor who lived next to him and was suspicious about him. And the cops would never believe her because she was a black woman in a poor neighborhood uh, in Detroit. Interesting. Or yeah. not or was it or Milwaukee. Yeah. And the cops like turn the other way with Dahmer because he's a white guy in a poor black neighborhood. So they didn't really right. care. Yeah. Like there was so many times that he could have been turned in and stopped from killing more people. But the cops were like, Oh, that's just him and his boyfriend. They're just having a fun time. Whatever. Just, just take it easy. And then he kills the guy. Um, so it it does show a lot of that. And it even shows like when he gets killed in prison and everything, like it goes all the way. And, uh, but it's a good show though. But, um, I've talked about this before and I think, there's plenty of good true crime podcasts out there and shows. It's not something we're going to really, it's not something on. we're going to touch on. Yeah. I don't really like it because I don't want to joke around about we, the we, depths of we, people. We try to get, are, we try to keep our show lighthearted and that's not really appropriate. Well, we cover scary, matter. weird shit like the Mandela catalog, but that's fictional. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and also, the episode cracked our top ten, by the way. Ooh, that was a fun episode. It was. <laughs> anyway, volume uh, two. we need to take just a quick intermission here. Yeah. Um, and we'll be right back. You guys won't know it, though. They won't. Boop. And we're back from our break. <laughs> but you guys didn't know. Well, now, but actually, they do know it. They do know now, but it was seamless. Them. Yeah. <laughs> it was seamless. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have uh, told them. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. They wouldn't uh, have known. Back to show. So, yeah, we were just talking about Dahmer. If you're in... If you can stomach that kind of stuff, I would recommend it. If you're if you if you're the kind of person that has never listened to a true crime podcast or watched any serial killer documentary, doesn't watch horror movies, nah, I wouldn't recommend it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people online that are like, I couldn't even stomach it past the second episode. 
And I'm like, I can understand that. That's very yeah. reasonable. I'm um, not <laughs> super into that type of stuff. But it's good though. I don't it's, have it's a well que- I don't have a queasy stomach, but uh, you know. Uh, it's fucked up. But it's at the very, very at, the ver- at the very least, sometimes shows like that do get to the point where I'm like, the guy was a cannibal, guys. I mean, where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, this is not entertaining to me at all. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> Anyways, another show. Well, this is some of these on here are going to be seasons, mm-hmm. not shows that debuted in 2022 per yeah. se. But um, I think the season also counts. Better Call Saul season six, the season, oh, the yeah, final yeah. season. Best season, honestly, that's some of the best work that uh, Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan has ever done. I thought I should tell you that um, we both played Project Zomboid, the video game. Is uh, there a Breaking th- Bad thing? There's or like- several mods that basically, if you install them, you can set it up where you can role play Project Zomboid as Saul Goodman. Nice. Where you start? I don't know how that would work you, out well, well. Well, it's where you, you his charisma you, when it, <laughs> yeah, where really? where but where like it like adds like his office into the game in the town. So you spawn in. Oh, his that's office pretty sweet. So it's Albuquerque. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Albuquerque map. I mean, that'd be no, sick. no, not if, Albuquerque map. But it, if it, they did that, that would be rad, though. Yeah, that would be extremely rad. But anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to finish Better Call Saul. I mean. It really. I gotta rewatch it completely. Yeah, you should just rewatch it. I watched like the first two seasons when they came out. Yeah, don't expect it, obviously, to be like Breaking Bad. I mean, it's more comedy, it's more cerebral, dialogue heavy, intellectual. But once it hits season four, it's oh, this is just like Breaking Bad, but like there's more to it. Honestly. I've heard some people say it's better than Breaking Bad. Honestly, I've. Se- I um, didn't watch Breaking Bad when it came out. I only watched it like a year ago. Yeah, I watched it. And, um, I watched it when it was coming out. I, so I didn't watch it when it was coming out. So I wasn't in on the hype. I watched it way later because I thought it was overhyped. I was like, yeah. people, they say it's the best thing ever. I'm like, nah, I don't want to watch it. I, that I, makes I, me not want to watch things. Yeah. But um, I watched Breaking Bad. And yeah, Breaking Bad is amazing. I don't think there's I mean, a one, bad episode. One thing that I can always say about Breaking Bad. There's not one bad episode. This is my this is my pitch to people if I'm trying to get them to watch it is uh, I've never seen a pilot episode as good as that. Oh, yeah. Show. It's the best pilot episode. That of, pilot? I mean, of, I just wanted to keep watching. I mean, it did its job. any TV show I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, and Better Call Saul, it just tears it apart. I mean, it's just really good. Yeah. And that, uh, what's her name? Uh, the actress for Kim, uh, his associate and wife. Oh, um, yeah. she is great. Um, what's it? Oh man. I can't believe I can't remember her name, but Bob Odenkirk. I mean, he's amazing. We have Tony Dalton. He's a new mm. Salamanca. Yeah. Lalo. I, he's not until the fourth or fifth, fifth season. I think fourth, yeah, he's in the fourth season. He's great. He really brings it to another level with his acting. And um, season six is one of the greatest just finales I've seen to a show because the way it's played in the end, it's it caters to Saul's character. So it's not a big action blowout in the end. Uh It's court. (laughs) nice nice Uh, he's (laughs) defending himself in court that's cool um because after everything happened breaking bad he went into hiding and changed his identity you know that if you watch breaking bad he changes identities in nebraska 
He works at a Cinnabon. And because he, he says, oh, I'm probably going to be working at a Cinnabon. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. But, I mean, it's just a really well thought out ending. Really thought out cameos from Breaking Bad characters. Doesn't Giancarlo Esposito <laughs> show up in it? Oh, he's in it. Yeah, he's, a, he's a big a lot. Yeah. He's like in it for most of the show. Yeah, like starting in season three, he's in it the whole yeah, time. That's, that's right after, and right then, after um, I stopped watching. Yeah, he's in it. I fucking um, love him. He's so good. <laughs> Mike, he, he's one of those actors that uh, Mike's in it the whole time. I almost bought Fallout or Far Cry Six just for him. Even <laughs> though, you're not a Far Cry guy. Well, yeah. Even though I've never properly enjoyed any Far Cry game I've played, and I've played most of them. Yeah. I still almost bought Far Cry 6 because they were like Giancarlo Esposito. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, good. he's in it. And he ha- <laughs> you really get to know more about Gus's character, about his backstory, and about his why he is who he is and everything. And um, Mike, he's in it a lot. And you get to learn more about his character. What's and- funny is Mike and uh, Gus are both in the show community as well. Yeah. And, um, so, and I, uh, I watch that show all the time. So it's like... They have these two actors who are known for either, in my mind, in my life, as very either very like extremely serious roles, yeah, or like these very silly comedic like <laughs> yeah Rick and Morty type of humor type of shows, yeah. <laughs> well, because Dan Harmon, I mean, yeah, Dan Harmon, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, and the Russo brothers. and like the Nacho, the other new character that's in Better Call Saul, he's great, and. Uh, he he's not in too much for this season, but uh, Chuck, his brother, I love their interactions with each other, and the guy that plays Howard, uh, Patrick Fabian, um, great, and yeah, Tony Dalton just kills it as uh, Lalo. So I, and, I um, yeah, uh, and and the last few episodes are in, all in black and white. Oh, cool! Every time it's in the future after Breaking Bad, it's in black and white. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Which which is cool. Yeah, and um. Yeah, there's a lot of just a lot of fun surprise. Like if you watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, or if you're a Breaking Bad fan and you're unsure about Better Call Saul, this is gonna be great as a Breaking Bad fan. It, nice. It, yeah. It gives you more Breaking. I really Bad. just need to start from season one again because right? again um, I watched the first two seasons, but they it was when they were first coming out. Yeah. So it's been a long time. And um, phenomenal ending, and um. Yeah, just a really well done I, show. I gotta, ask, I don't want to. I gotta it. ask you, and I think we should keep. Okay, this, ask me. We keep this one short because but I don't want to spoil. We don't want to. We don't want to go on a rant. But go. What is your? If you do do a a short review, okay. Of Rings of Power, what you thought of it? Oh, I was gonna talk about that. Yeah. yeah. This we got. I think we gotta control ourselves here and and not go on massive rants. I know, I know we can. Uh, okay, um, okay, okay. Because we have. I think I've heard you. What you have? I've heard a little bit what you thought about yeah. it before. We have. Similar I haven't finished op- it. I didn't finish it. We have similar so, opinions, but I know Chris McMahon. How you finished it? How they affect our opinion of the show? How is a little bit different? Okay. Rings of Power. I was excited for it. I was like, oh my god, it's going to have a huge bu- budget with Amazon behind it. They're going to cover the second age with Galadriel and everything. And nah. <laughs> I, 
the first episode they did something that completely went against Tolkien's writings. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. I, I tried to power through. I was like, oh, this is really well done. I, the cinematography is great. It's got a high budget, obviously. Great costume designs. The, the works are cool. And they're, you know, they're, they can't be out in the sunlight. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's accurate. But I'm like, it's not even on par with the movies in terms of accuracy to the books. But the like, movies weren't super accurate to the books. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not even <laughs> as good as that. Um, it's less accurate than the movies, and so the my, movies at least yeah. were done better. My general opinion and is And we're that more true to the actual characters. Small things. I don't think it's until the third or fourth episode that they do anything that's really egregious. No, no, I would as agree. It was lore. about the third or fourth episode yeah. where I checked the fir- out. The first, like, three, because the first, like, three episodes are like, this is fine. They make some changes, but this is fine. No, I was okay with some um, changes, but they literally skipped the span of several hundred years. I mean, I kind of get that because yeah, but that would be I don't know logistically just bothers very difficult. Me. It just really bothers. I mean, what I think actually is that the way they portray Galadriel. What what I think is that threw me off. They should have made this into an animated show, and that would allow them to have more freedom with time span. Because time jumps. Because logistically, time jumps like that are difficult when you're filming. Oh, live action. You have to recast half the characters. Oh yeah, no, definitely. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Here's here's my thought is it just feels so overall soulless to well, me. Overall, it's like we have Tolkien's properties now, and we're just gonna yeah. put shit out. Well, overall, I thought soon it was, as Christopher Tolkien died, yeah, uh, yeah. you know um, what I mean. Overall, it was uh, it was very well made. It has a lot of very good character moments. I thought, um, the, yeah, the, the moments between my favorite parts are between uh, Durin and oh, those are the best and, moments and and, um, and Elrond. The fantastic—that's the best moment. Great character. Acting, I wanted more of that. Great character development. There. <laughs> but then they went to Galadriel um, and uh, not Sauron, whoever that guy was. Oh, he's Sauron. Okay, I I, I didn't yeah. watch until uh, they spo- revealed spoilers. it. Spoilers. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Sauron. Spoilers. Yeah, he's Sauron. The the very Sauron looking. The, the guy, hu- the human guy that the human guy the with the orcs. Yeah, that's like oh, no, I'm not Sauron. Oh, no, not him. Oh, no. not him. No. Oh, no. oh, it's the human guy. The human yeah. guy. In, in, no. Wow. He's Sauron. No, no. So the okay. Sp- that big, makes sense because they made up his character. Big spoilers. The orc guy is just an orc guy. He's an orc. He is. Yeah. He is one of the elves that he's Morgoth one of the original captured ones. and twisted. That's cool. Um, but he, I didn't like the other guy that is Sauron. Yeah, he's Sauron. Yeah, that's the, stupid. The, um, <laughs> and uh, here's here's the thing. So there's two. So the time jump stuff. A lot of here, here's the thing. It, <laughs> let's let's keep it short. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's um. I agree with pretty much all the criticisms. I don't think how the where I disagree is. I don't think it ruins most of the stuff ruins the show completely. It's still an enjoyable show. If I did not, if I had only That's, watched the movies. I know where you're going with this. That's the problem. It would be good. Here's, but let, let me finish. There are a couple things that really bother me, though. Even that, if you watch the movies. I can't look past. No, no, not even if I watch, but, but I can't like yeah, reasonably yeah, look past. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. One, yeah. one or do you mind if I spoil it for you? Is it? I think I think what you're So, thinking. okay. First of all, they Durin's Bane, they tease. Yeah. 
that's not supposed to happen until the third age. Third age. There's like another a thousand, thing. That, a thousand. And there's another age. thing that's not supposed to happen to the third age: the arrival of Gandalf. Oh yeah, yeah. Which and they do. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Gandalf. It's definitely Gandalf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's friends with the hobbits. He has a gray beard. He 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 says he's, Gandalf lines. He yeah. <laughs> he says follow your nose. He yells he at people, and the shadows grow around him, just like Ian yeah. McKellen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's definitely Gandalf. They could still change it. They haven't said it's Gandalf. They could they could retcon it very easily if they, based on fan reaction, be like, it's actually a blue lizard. Sorry. That um, see, I thought but, if they did that because we don't know much about them. Yeah, they so, they could reasonably do that. Still, they so they, they haven't they haven't said a name or anything. Okay, it's not set in stone. It's not set in stone, but that's it's, good. But it was clearly intended to be Gandalf. At oh the yeah, <laughs> from uh, the start, I was like, oh, yeah. I guess that's Gandalf. Um, and the Even other thing he's not supposed is, to be there for another thousand years. I, I mentioned that <laughs> I don't have an issue with the time jumps for the most part, except for they make the Elven rings at the at, in the last episode. The three. Oh, the, I would assume the, that would be like way later the, on. The three oven rings, they make them. Okay. But none of the other rings have been made. And that's the whole point of the They're oven rings, made. is that the reason that the dwarf rings and the human the rings for the men are corrupted and the elven rings are still kind of safe is because Sauron made them with Celebrimbor while he was disguised. But then Sauron was ousted and had to leave. And Celebrimbor yeah. then went and made the elven rings. Yeah. And without they were, Sauron. And they yeah. were still corrupted because of the one ring, but Sauron was not involved in making them, so they were better. They were more yeah. pure. Um, that's like the whole point. Not as easily corrupted. So I guess now Sauron's just going to make the other rings by himself? Like, what? And and also... Well, and also, <laughs> also like... You know, and there's a whole thing in the lore about uh, Sauron lays siege on Aragion be to get all of the uh, the rings of power from them. Why would he lay siege on them now? He doesn't. They don't have any of the rings except for the three Elven rings. <laughs> like, and, and 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 that's so it like cuts out this. The, they're going to have to dance <laughs> around this out. whole part of the story yeah. now, and. Basically, my issues with it aren't aren't mostly with what has happened already. It's what it's about how they set up. They are set them setting themselves up to have to failure. to have to go further away from lore than they already have. Ooh, that's what bothers me about. That's this. not good. They're, I'm they're, glad I didn't watch it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Anyways, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> But during and 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 but hey, if you haven't but, read the books yeah. and you just watch the movies and you enjoy it, good for you. I'm yeah. glad. In fact, and Elrond and Durin, great. Oh, I love that part. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah, that, that's, anyway, that's yeah. good. Um, another one. Um, Book of Boba Fett. We review that at the beginning of the year, back in February. Go, go watch that up or it's, listen to that episode. Um, it's fine. I like it. It's all right. I, I, I it's, it's Mandalorian. Is it the best? No, two, but, it's Mandalorian two point five. And they're like, oh, Boba Fett cares about this town and Tatooine, and he's like a good guy now. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> it's fine. I, I liked it. But they bring back Luke again, and the, the with the deep fake and whatever is better. Deep fake. It is the, better. The oh yeah, was. way better. Yeah, they, they, and yeah, you get to see more of that. And Ahsoka's back in it. And you're like, hell yeah! And you get that whole Mandalorian <sighs> episode. And you're like, man, I wish this was just the Mandalorian. 
Yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah, that that's it was good, but it just made you be like It didn't I really wish, focus on I wish I was just watching Mandalorian season 3 right now. Uh another Star Wars one, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um mostly all right. Mostly good. I enjoyed it. The stuff with yeah. him and Hayden Christensen with Ian McGregor and Hayden Christensen and the battle Darth Vader amazing. All the Darth Vader scenes amazing, even though there's one that still irks me where he pulls the ship down and then they just happen to have another ship out of nowhere. That was weird. But that that's was... a very Star Wars thing to happen anyways. That's fine. Yeah, you can, you that's something that happened. I could see that in the original trilogy. It's one of those things where if you're watching it, unless you know what's coming, you're, you're going to... What's the daisies? Uh, but, uh, and Reba's good. She gets way too much hate. I think she does good with the characters oh, she was given fine. and everything. Yeah, yeah, I like her. And uh, it's, it's, it's a show. It's Star Wars. It's fine. I, I like haven't it. seen Andor. I haven't either. Yeah, I mean, but I've heard it's really good, and that's going to be one I'm catching up on. I've just been recently, I've been so busy Maybe with, by other, next episode. with other stuff that I'm just like... Yeah, and it's a. I just haven't been watching. It's shows one of the longer form stuff. Disney shows they've done in a while. It's, Disney Plus it's shows. It's a long show. It's like yeah. 10, 11 episodes. Yeah. Um, which good. I'm glad they're going away with the six episodes. Like mo- going back to Moon Knight, that should have been like eight episodes at least. Yeah. So we could get more Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 1923. That's another prequel to Yellowstone. It's oh, a yeah, yeah. sequel to 1883. And Harrison Ford's in it, and Harold, Helen Mirren. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. I'm and it's about, but I've not watched it. It's good. I mean, um, it's hard to say if I think it's better in 1883 or I. I like 1883 more than Yellowstone itself, mm. just because I'm more into like historical settings. Because Yellowstone's is just in contemporary Montana, and that's just kind of really boring. Yeah. Like, just seeing a lot of Ford F-150s driving. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I mean, Kevin Cosner's in it. But 1923 is in a very interesting setting because you have, like, the swing era yeah. of the 20s, but it's also, uh, we're, it's like the old West here, and I'm Harrison Ford, and I'm too old to care <laughs> about this. And But, no, it's pretty good, and it has a uh, one of the um, – one of the sons, he's actually like on a safari expedition in Africa, so it changes settings, and it is, yeah. it's not just all on a ranch. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's pretty good. And that just came out. Also, uh, from the same creator, Taylor uh, Sh- Sheridan, Tulsa King, which oh. is my hometown. Yeah, I want to. Sylvester watch this. Stallone. Not, he's a old like mobster. After he gets out of prison in uh, New York, they send him down to Tulsa. They're like, he's like, what the fuck? They're like, and there's no gangs down there. Originally, so, uh, <laughs> originally they were going to film it down in Kansas City. Oh. And then people basically rioted. It was like, you can't call it Tulsa King. Oh. You're going to film in Kansas City. Yeah. So <laughs> all the exterior shots are filmed in Tulsa, like the skyline and all the buildings and landmarks. Yeah. And then a lot of the interior like is filmed in studios in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And like he goes to the Jazz Hall of Fame, and uh, which I played at a lot, and it was just really cool to see yeah. that and seeing my uh, cool. city represented. And it's Sylvester Stallone mulling about. And I remember when they were filming it, and he goes to a dispensary because there's dispensaries everywhere in Oklahoma, like more than Colorado <laughs> actually. And he goes to dispensary, and he <laughs> he's like, "You work with me now. Where, where's your money?" <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna take twenty percent of your cut, and the 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 get the bud tender guy's like, but it's it's legal. 
I, we don't need your protection. He's like, nah, we're going to do it like old, the old ways. Right, you're going to give me a cut. I'm going to protect you. And he was like, protect me from what? It's pretty good. It's Mr. Stallone mulling about in my hometown. <laughs> and punching people and <laughs> just like <"Ugh." laughs> and yeah it's good um i mean it's not the most amazing show but i it, i haven't seen all the episodes i've only seen the first couple but um it, it's pretty good and that's yeah that's from the yellowstone guys i think uh, yeah from yeah uh another show oh yeah stranger things season four way better yeah. Then Stranger Things season three, hugely. I watched the first half of season four. Yeah, what did you think? It was good. It's the first Stranger Things I've watched since season one. It, is it the first Stranger Things you've liked since season one? Because no, it I've, kind of is. No, it's the first I've watched. Since what do you think? One. It was good. I mean, it was, it was, it was good. <laughs> really, it's the first um, one I've really enjoyed since season one. Yeah, um, it was good. Uh, <laughs> I've not watched. Uh, most of Stranger Things. That's fair. Which, <laughs> That's yeah, fair. My little sister. No, is season very three annoyed with me because she's a big Stranger Things. Season fan. three, I was like, this is just complete whack. This show's going downhill. Like this sucks. Yeah. But then season four, I was like, oh wow, you're actually giving us good character moments and a good villain, and you know, and it's fun and it it doesn't. It's not just straight up corny like the last one. It's corny, but it's corny in a good way. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. Also, What We Do in the Shadows season four. I haven't watched it. Dude, like best season. They do this episode <laughs> where it's one of those ha- home improvement shows. Oh. And they show up to the vampire's house. And Laszlo, he's been watching. Ben's watching the show, so he knows everything about it. He's like, holy fuck. <laughs> And, that sounds fun. And they, I, I like uh, that show. That's his, a good show. Uh, that one of the vampires kills one of the guys as soon as they enter, and they have to make him. Oh, you, you, you your friend is just sick. They hypnotize him <laughs> immediately. And, and like, there's so many bits where like there's an ad break, and she's hypnotizing. Like, oh, and also all the viewers viewing this show um will not remember that we're vampires and we killed somebody and the editors and the <laughs> and um really good and uh. I think it's one of their best seasons. I mean, all of them are consistently good, though, with yeah. the, what we do in the shadows. I, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, any other shows you want to talk about? Not really. I think we, I think we hit all the ones. Uh, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. I know there was a cyberpunk anime. I didn't watch I it. I haven't watched it. Uh, Edge Runners. <laughs> uh, yeah. Runners. I heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, I watched season two of The Witcher. It was good. Yeah, nice. I don't have much to say about it though. It, uh, it wasn't like amazing. It was. It was good. I'm bummed. Well, I know. Leaving. Yeah, and then he was supposed to be Superman, and then nah. Yeah. James Gunn was so. like nah, and then but now he's doing Warhammer. Yeah, so that's, good. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that sucks that he left to do Superman, and now he's got not gonna be in Witcher because now Liam Hemsworth is already hired. And all, but I did know that Henry Cavill is having problems with the writers of the yeah. show because they were straying too far away from the source material from the books, and he yeah, just he just he's not about that. He's, nah, he's a fucking nerd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you don't do that with nerds. Yeah, 
If only Henry Cavill was involved in the Lord of the Rings. I hope it's Warhammer series isn't actually like in the universe of Warhammer, but it's just about army builder guys <laughs> like Henry Cavill. <laughs> Let's get it's like Henry just a Cav- documentary, like, oh, here's my armies. Let's get Henry <laughs> Cavill to team up with Tayaka Watiti and make a show, a TV show about guys who play Dungeons and Dragons in Warhammer. Yeah. Oh, but those are really very different. Like, and I, I saw a meme that was like, you go to a Warhammer um, a game with friends. It's like, you didn't bring the official figurine with your own painted figurine. And, and then a, <laughs> a, at a D&D campaign, just like a, cus, just like a cardboard picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, cool. The, uh, the painting the figurines is such a big part of Warhammer. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, yeah, my I, uncle I used, actually... My would, uncle used to army build. I would, I would actually be interested in doing and getting into warhammer no yeah it's, it's cool pre- it's pretty cool yep. um because it's it's the wargaming aspect is really really cool um and the lore is nuts the lore is fucking insane like the supreme emperor is basically jesus yeah no it's really, <laughs> and it is and all the, the space marines are clones of him and they use his like holy energy to power their ships and shit yeah the technology the lore is fucking wild <laughs> it's wild um, well, at least 40K, and then you have regular Warhammer. Regular Warhammer. But, is, um, yeah. It's still in the same universe. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, wild. It's fucking wild. Uh, but the war, the war, the, the, the war gaming part is pretty cool, and the army building is cool. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what Henry Cavill does, because he's going to be executive producer and starring, and it's something he's into. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be cool. We'll see. Uh, next up, I want to talk about some music real quick. Some yeah. albums that came out this year. Some new music we've been listening to. There's a, um, there's a few albums. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, well, Flogging Molly released an album back in was it June? No, September. Oh, I completely missed that. So yeah. it was uh, fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is not <laughs> one of their better albums, to be totally honest. It has some good songs, but you. you so here's the best way to describe it. Um, you know how a lot of albums have like. Like most albums have like a few songs on there that seem like filler songs. Mm-hmm. Like they're not bad, but they're not like memorable. Yeah, or, you know. that's like eighty percent of this album feels like that. But are they bad filler songs? No, no. they're not bad filler songs, but they, they still feel like that. I see. Yeah, but there's um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, so another <laughs> album, more new yeah. content, new stuff to listen to. Um. And we'll probably do an uh, album's review when we start re- uh, posting again because we are taking our break in January. Yes. Um, after this episode. <laughs> um, but I, Weezer, all year oh, for yeah, each season, yeah. uh, Rivers Cuomo, you mad lad, <laughs> you absolute mad lad, <laughs> released an EP for each season starting with spring. And they did it on the Equinox, the actual start of each season. So they did spring and then... In, when summer started, they had summer, and then fall, and then winter, and winter just came out, and it's pretty good. I, um, it's more Pinkerton in- inspired, but it's also got um some classical elements, and it's pretty different. But I, I like the winter one's pretty good. Um, it has a song called "I Want a Dog." Yeah, that's really yeah. what it's about. That's I, great, about wanting a dog. That's a pretty good. And one. It's just a sweet, fun song. And but honestly, it, man, I I like them all for different reasons. Like spring is just fun and cheery. It's like the green album, like you know, again. But yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Summer is really that's one of my favorite ones because that's just like the blue album and Maladroy all rolled in one, you know. Yeah. Just uh, and I've been listening to Maladroy even though that's an old album. Uh, it's one I slept on, but um, and it's a heavier one, which is good. But yeah, the whole seasons EPs that's great. Um, a lot of fun, and it was just fun the whole year to look forward to the next one because yeah. uh, no, Weezer was releasing shit all year. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, the Chats came out with a new album. Oh, I listened to that. Um, uh, it's pretty I good. What it's called. I thought it was good. They, and that's yeah. their first album with their new guitarist. Their yeah, new lead guitarist. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Matt Heckler, he's a bluegrass guy. Uh, he came out with a new album this year that was also very good. Um, Nice. I'm trying to think of other albums. Uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys released an album that is uh, they they did a bunch of uh, Woody Woody Guthrie songs. That's awesome. Um, and that was pretty. I'll cool. have to check that out. Yeah. What is that one called? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I'll check it out on yeah. spot. Just Dropkick Murphys yeah. latest. Um, another one we talked about this uh, early in the year in our album reviews episode. Uh, one of Jack White's new albums, Fear of the Dawn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed that. That was like his first digital produced album, mm-hmm. and it shows, and it has a lot of cool, fun electronic elements, and it's Jack White, so you know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really well-made album, well-produced, and just I like a lot one. of fun. That was good. He also came out with an acoustic album. I, re- I forget oh. what it's called, but he came out with that later in the year in like I July. Missed, I missed that. It's all acoustic, hmm. and it's pretty good, too. Um, I still like uh, Fear of the Dawn more just because it feels fresh for him. Yeah. Um, and then Arctic Monkeys came out with the car, which is kind of like a a sequel to um Hotel Tranquility Casino or whatever it's called, which is like their kind of space age jazz album. <laughs> night it, like like i told you a while a few years ago i was like this is a really good album to listen to yeah at night while driving around <laughs> um and then the car came out and it continues that jazzy influence and it's got some funkier tracks but the whole album's just got cool vibes just like chilling with my mates <laughs> um and alex turner is just jazzing up and They've really matured as a band, and yeah, I would like them to go back to more of their punk and rock roots at some point. But I also really like what they're doing right now. It's fun. Yeah, it's different for them, and it's a really chill, cool album to listen to. I would recommend just putting it on, having some coffee, chilling out. You know, it's that kind of album, just a chill, vibing album. Nice, very smooth. And then, um. Muse came out of the album, I think, it, Will of the People. And I know you're not a huge Muse guy, but yeah, they're, um, they're good. I, I'm i a big Muse fan, and um, Matt Bellamy is uh, amazing and just the power trio Muse. But on their new album, it kind of pays tribute to a lot of their sounds from albums. It's kind of like a Muse greatest hits, but it's new songs. But they all sound familiar from different albums. But they had a Halloween song, which was great this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, you make me feel like it's Halloween. And in the music video, it pays tribute to like a bunch of Stephen King movies and stuff. And like nice. they're running around in the Shining Hotel. And like, <laughs> That's cool. and it's pretty good. And, um, and then Megadeth came out with the sick, the dying dead. Dave Mustaine's at it again. Ooh. And 
Uh, overall, I think it's a pretty good album, especially considering they've been around for 30 years. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's definitely way more interesting than Metallica's last album. Just going to say that. And Metallica came out with a new single, and that's more interesting than Metallica's last album. So yeah. I give them credit for doing a single that's more interesting. Uh, I, Lux Eternia. And then, um, uh, and then another one I want to talk about. Uh, it's an upcoming album, but Paramore actually released a single. Uh, Haley Williams is finally back with Paramore because she was solo for a little while, like starting in 2015-ish, I think. This is why. That's the song, and it's just a really cool, funky, kind of jazzy song. Yeah. And uh, it's really surprised me. I was like, "This is Paramore." And yeah, Haley Williams is amazing vocalist, and um, I'm interested in the album now. I'm gonna check it out just because of that single. I'm like, I'm nice. gonna check that album out. <laughs> and um, and then as far as like uh, uh, music events, so they had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again. Dolly yeah. Parton was inducted finally. Fi- yeah, and deservedly. Like deservedly, everyone's yeah. like, well, she's not a rock and roll, yeah, but she's but- so influential. But she does so important. Dolly Parton, a major be, songwriter. She should just be in all the Hall of Fame. Yeah, by default, it's Dolly Parton. Music yeah. or not, she should no, be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's Dolly Parton. She should be in the. She's playing Jolene at the. Yeah, what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If, if just all the Hall of Fame should induct Dolly Parton. But they inducted Dolly. Awesome. Here's some of the ones that really stood out to me that they inducted. They Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, finally. Yeah. The riff mix. Judas Priest, finally. Mm-hmm. Pat Benatar and Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. And then um I always love uh the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when you watch the ceremonies. It's yeah. hilarious when like there's hip hop and rap guys being inducted. Yeah. Because like they are up there and they're giving their speeches and stuff and they are so serious. They really are the whole time, and then the rock guys go up, and it's just it's like, hey, and, it's just, and it's just Dave Grohl being like, "Hey, hey I'm Dave Grohl. <laughs> hey, um, I'm Dave Grohl. I like Rush." Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I, I have to mention it. Um, Taylor Hawkins passed away early last year. Yeah. Uh, back in January, like holy wow. fuck, I can't believe it was that long ago. Um, yeah, I mean, he was amazing and amazing drummer. I mean, he played for Dave Grohl, so that has to say something. Yeah. Um, and, like, at the last show they played before he passed away, Dave Grohl, like, th- there's a recording of him saying, I got the best fucking drummer in the world right here with wow. Taylor Hawkins. And, um, man, yeah, huge loss. Um, but we did get some awesome tribute concerts. They didn't record the L.A. one or post it. I wish they would have because I think it might have been the better one. But they did the one in uh, Wembley Stadium, and Wolfgang Van Halen played there. And he did his father proud. I mean, he did Eddie Van Halen perfectly. Fuck, yeah. That's awesome. And Dave was on the bass, and just Stuart Copeland was there. I mean, all kinds of people. Brian Johnson from ACDC. Lars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's so funny they wanted Lars to play with Rush, and what? he was humble enough to be like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's above my pay grade, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dave played with Rush, <laughs> of course. course. Um, and and that whole tribute concert was great because it was a tribute to Taylor, but it was also a tribute to a lot of musicians who passed away recently, like Eddie Van Halen, Neil Peart. Yeah. And... Um, 
yeah, very awesome. I mean, it's a sad circumstance, but it's awesome what they did. And uh, also, speaking of Foo Fighters, they just did their Hanukkah session. So every night of Hanukkah, right. they release a new I video. Forgot and about that. They did one with Pink, and that was cool. And they did one with um, Beck. But my favorite one. Jack Black sang Rush. He sang Spirited Radio. Oh, cool. And it was Dave Grohl on drums and this other guy, I, I think his name's Kirsten something, on the keys. And this guy was playing the bass and guitar part on the keys with, like, the sounds. Wow. Like, perfectly. And then Jack Black was singing. <laughs> it was great. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, that's on YouTube. Uh, it's for free, the Hanukkah Sessions. Just look that up. You want to check that out. I forgot that they do the Hanukkah And sessions. you, too. By the way, I, I remember you were talking about U2 a little while ago. Yeah. Because they are a good band. They are. Even though they gave us that bad album on our iPhones. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good album. They, they haven't had a good album since like 2005. <laughs> but they don't need to. Their best albums are fantastic. But U2 just, just got honored at the Kennedy Center. Oh, cool. For their achievement as a band. And yeah. Eddie Vedder sang for him and stuff. And that, that was cool. That is cool, yeah. And another thing, speaking of music, I got to see Allison Chains finally this year. So oh, that was yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And um, what else? Um, music. I don't know. You have anything else about music? Not really. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, ch- yeah, check all that stuff. The Taylor Hawkins tribute. You can find that on Paramount Plus. They have like the cut down version and the full stream, so you can nice. check those out there. And um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's on HBO Max if you have that, if you want to check that out. And Dolly Parton, what's so funny, because um, I remember talking to you about this, how she wasn't even going to show up at first. She's <laughs> like, I'm not a rock and roll art person. Yeah. However, she came around on it and she understood, you know, you know, she needs to show up just because it is a big honor. And she wrote a new song to play. She's like, what? if I'm going to play, if I'm going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I got to play a rock song. So she wrote, <laughs> so a she wrote a new song to play there. Dude, fucking Dolly Parton. No, it's not the best song, but I mean, it's I still a lot it. of fun. I love it, though. I love and, Dolly Parton. Um, uh, yeah, she had everybody up there singing. She had Zach Brown up there singing with her, Pink, cool. and uh, uh, Cheryl Crow was up there. Like, was Cheryl pretty, Crow, she's really good. I haven't heard from Cheryl Crow. She's in a good, long man. Time, man. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was awesome as far as music news and stuff. And yeah, Judas Priest finally got in there. And now we got to get Maiden in there. I mean, yeah. Um, there's a few, yeah. There's a lot of bands that should be in there that aren't yet. Like, yeah. you know, but... Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, another thing we really like as men in our we're, mid-20s... We're generally into these things. Video games. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, was, I was... I mean, I, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> Let's say... Let's just go with that. I was gonna say porn. Nah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, we're not that kind of podcast. We're family <laughs> fucking friendly. Best porn <laughs> no, videos <yeah>. of 2022. <laughs> we are not that kind of podcast. Ignore <laughs> Colton. Wow. Wow. I also don't keep track Plus, my of that girlfriend's shit. in another room, so I better, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, video games <laughs> of 2022. <laughs> and yeah, keep I looked up the list of video games for 2022. Well, I'm re- just going to talk about the ones I, really, I played. I realized there's only two that, that came out this year I played. There was a, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that I actually I, played. I have some 2022 things to talk about in the sense of 
things as a gamer I was into. Yeah. But the only two games I played was Lego Star Wars and Skywalker Saga and Elden Ring. But you need to play more Elden Ring. I do need. I've been playing it a little bit more. Oh, good, um, good. I need to, what I need to do, though, is I need to make a new character. That's always a good I, call. I like took when you, a really when you big go break. Ba- when you take a break and then, and then yeah. you go back to a FromSoft game. And I think yeah, I, I, just I, was in, a new character. I was inspired. I think I'm going to do a high dex build I like Indiana Jones. There you go. Because like of that one edit of yeah, Indiana Jones and Elden Ring. I'm just going to try to replicate that edit. <laughs> I, I love and that, just have fun with it just get memes out of it yeah yeah <laughs> you could make him look like harrison ford too i'm gonna do my best but yeah elden ring it won game of the year and at the game awards miyazaki was given a speech and everything it was great but then there was a there was a and spirit invaded in the background i don't know if you've seen this no i haven't well this kid ran up there with the, with miyazaki and the other developers from elden ring and at the end of their speech, he went up to the mic and he was like, I'm sorry, but I would have to give the nomination to the game, greatest game to Bill Clinton. What? And he just walked off. And then he shortly got arrested. <laughs> yeah, it's a spirit from Elmer. I have no idea where that came from, why Bill Clinton. I haven't seen any memes about him recently, but He's now it's very a, irrelevant. A very re- now it's a whole meme in the Elden Ring community to do Bill the Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton builds, <laughs> and yeah, so, I, I, so a bard type of thing. I don't like, know how to tell you. He went up there and was like, "I'd like to nominate the game of the year to Bill Clinton after Elden Ring won it." But besides that, Elden Ring, I'm gonna play it again. I haven't played it since I beat it because I've been playing other games and just been busy, but I am going to play it again because they have the Coliseums now for PVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just want to do a new build. Yeah, I just want to do like a strength build, just a big sword, boy. Yeah. You know? I think I'm going to, yeah, like I said, I think <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm just going to, because I'm not good at Souls games. You should do a magic build, honestly. So if, I'm going to, if I'm, you want it to be easy, do magic. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about making it easy. I'm just trying to, how have can fun. I have some fun with this? Well, you can have fun with I'm it because gonna, Elden Ring is an open I'm world. I'm just going to accept that I'm not good at it and yeah. try to have a fun character. Well, the, I'm thinking I'm going to try to replicate the Indiana we, Jones. We but. talked about <laughs> Elden Ring the beginning of last year, and Elden Ring is from Software's magnum opus, in my opinion. Yeah. It incorporates all the best elements of all their games. It has the best, el- like the combat speedier, like Bloodborne. But it, it it's more like Dark Souls three where uh, it just flows well and the UI and it just quality of life and also the open world. Yeah, no, it I, is. I really love maybe the, the best open world I played. It's fantastic ever really because is. it's just every little new nook and can- cranny that you find and like you you beat the you beat a boss like you beat Godric. And then you find a whole new region of the map, yeah. and it's just astounding, especially on next gen consoles, but even on past gen, and um, it's just huge, and but and it's from software's typical world of like Dark Souls and Demon Souls and everything, where it's like like post apocalyptic, you know, kind of thing, where like oh, this big cataclysm happened. There's not like active civilizations. But it does feel a lot more populated and lived in than, than their other games. Yeah, yeah. And the quests work way better. Like, and you have markers for the NPCs, just the quality of life stuff. And like, 
And it's just a freaking beautiful game. It's too. beautiful and like all the experience of experiences I've had. And I didn't even fight all the bosses when I beat it. There were so many bosses I missed. There, there's a I remember when I was a kid and I was I was I sucked at video games. I still suck <laughs> at them, but I was especially bad at them. Then. <laughs> but I, I, I remember there were there were some games as a kid where it's like uh I was bad on it. I, I I struggled to progress in the game, but I still just had fun wandering around in the game world. Yeah. Elden Ring is like that. It brings that back. It yeah. brings back that feeling of just like, uh, I'm stuck on the progression part of this. But you can but just explore. I'm still having a good time, though. Yeah, <laughs> and the transversal with the mount and the double jump and everything, and it's just so smooth and like how it just disappears like you, you don't have to wait for it, it just spawns under you and everything yeah. and and just man it's just a beautiful freaking game just the art design of the world and yeah. george r. r martin he built all the lore he created all the lore and everything and the back story and everything <laughs> and then miyazaki went in and made the game i saw an interview with <laughs> um, george r. r martin about it recently he made it years ago yeah well, they've they, been making it since like 2013 I they think. asked him about it and he was basically just like yeah i barely remember that yeah <laughs> He's like, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But Elden Ring, yeah, Elden Ring is amazing and it absolutely deserves Game of the Year. However, I believe the close contender, and honestly, as far as story, and it's a completely different kind of game, but God of War Ragnarok. Mm, yeah. Recently beat that. Now I'm trying to beat all the extra content, all the extra bosses, everything, and level up my Kratos. And they are doing new game plus. They're just taking their time to make it good good and yeah, to work yeah. on it and not just like <laughs> shell out new game plus like because like in the first god of war when they did when they finally came out new game plus they had different enemies and the bosses were different like different mechanics and stuff and like new armor and weapons well weapon attachments you can unlock yeah and god of war ragnarok i mean it's like playing through a movie and by the way christopher judge judge the voice actor for kratos won best performer Oh, nice. of the year at the game awards and al pacino gave him the award oh cool <laughs> and al pacino cool. was like i don't know nothing about games <laughs> but my grandkids play them and i watch them sometimes <laughs> he's just like i'm an old man but i'm here <laughs> i'm al pacino um That's and fun. uh christopher judge absolutely deserved that i mean it, amazing story and honestly i was like emotionally involved with it and you fight Thor for a while at the beginning, and then you finally knock a tooth out, and he's like, uh, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> he he's just like, fucks off. Like, that was <laughs> you're pretty, like, "Oh, you're like, oh, you dick." He's like, "That was pretty good." <sighs> and then he fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy, the guy that they got to portray Odin, like everything to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little Marvel influence, like some of the like Thor's hammer, how it works, and everything. It's very marvel version of thor yeah however though they do base a lot more of it off the actual mythology and but like odin he's played as like a mob boss basically the way he talks and interacts with you because like odin thor show up to your house in the beginning game and like hey let's make peace all right just kick up your feet leave us alone while we figure out ragnarok and uh make sure your boy stops investigating Tyr, the god of war yeah. And uh, Kratos is just like, no. <laughs> no. Classic He's Kratos. like, fuck you. <laughs> but, um, and Kratos is, you know, wise. It's like very much like old man Logan where he's wise and mature. And like now he's like, 
hey, it's you don't just go around killing gods like you you know. I've heard I've heard there's some very good I've heard there's some very good character development and the combat man. Uh, I've so I've heard there's Kratos has some really good character development. He's actually a character. Um, but I also heard that just the general vibe of the game is a little bit a throwback to like the old God of Wars where it's, uh, it feels like a game. There's a bunch of gods who are dicks and they need their faces punched in. Oh yeah. And like Heimdall is a total dick in the game because he can foresee like everyone's intentions. So he can't get hit. Right. right. So like for a while, like, uh, he's bullying your son while your son's in and you're, well, I won't spoil that, but Atreus and he's bullying him. He's like, yeah, you can't hit me. You can't fucking hit me. He's like, you suck. And then you finally <laughs> fight him as Kratos. Is like, actually, I can hit you because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Kratos. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's the at the end of the day, that's the whole point of God of War. Is like, I am an all powerful <laughs> god, but I'm Kratos and I'm very angry. Yeah, and I'm also a god and yeah. I'm angry. But he's a sad dad angry now. Yeah. <laughs> and Freya's in it, and uh, I won't spoil anything, but it's it's just really cool and just really well done. Amazing story, great combat, like with the axe, and it comes back to you, and you yeah. have frost attacks, and then you have the blades of chaos, and maybe another weapon. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, a lot of fun. And um, and then I played uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I didn't play play it as long. I I have kind of stopped playing it. But they go in back every once in a while to play some multiplayer, and it's one of the best ones they've done in a long time. Definitely, yeah, yeah. the campaign was uh, real. Uh, it reminded me that Call of Duty can do good campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a pretty good campaign. Multiplayer is tight. It, it it doesn't feel as fake and cheesy as like the last few games where you have no knock no recoil and no and you're just running around like a maniac no you actually have to play for stress it feels more like a tactical shooter yeah which is good um another one i would recommend is uh cult of the lamb yeah yeah came out this uh, last year and it's on switch it's on i think it's on everything pc switch everything yeah it, it is and i just love the art style yeah it's like 2D animated, but like in a 3D world sort of. And I've heard also the music is really good. Diablo esque. It's um. Yeah. Oh, the music's great. I've heard it's like very like lo-fi like music. It's yeah. and it's half like like Binding of Isaac, Metroidvania style game, and also like Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> or um, uh, Stardew Valley. Like. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it it's uh, it's a fun cute game with fun combat and just a really cool vibe and it's i love the art style and everything it's, it's just a lot of fun and uh, another one uh you mentioned it yeah lego star wars skywalker saga yeah i had a lot of fun with it however i do think they kind of breezed through the I, movies i think the mi- the the mission structure i think they utilize the open world too much mm-hmm. in how they structure the missions. I didn't really want to do the open Rather world that, stuff. It's basically... I I've, wanted to just go... I've done open world stuff in it, and it's fine. It's fun. It's it's Lego. Oh, yeah, of stuff. course. Um, what, But what they did, the way it's structured is that you would do a mission, 
And then you have to do a bunch of things in the open world between missions. Yeah. It, where what it should have been, it should have they been They should have like, done more with the levels. And, yeah, it should have had... They completely skip over the battle of... Um, was it Geonosis? No, not Geonosis. Uh, in episode three. Oh, uh, Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah, the yeah, battle of Coruscant. Yeah, that's not, just not in the game. No, not at all. I thought we were going to have a Starfinder section like the old games. Yeah. No. Um, it just it skipped over some parts. It really rushed through some parts. Um, Gameplay-wise, though, it's great. Oh, gameplay-wise, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, and and the, graphic, like, the graphics, it really looks like plastic Legos yeah, and Lego sets. And the, it's a super like the, cool game. The ships are actually based off of the real sets. Yeah. Like, it's not just like a model. It's, it's kind of, like, I guess, the way I put it. As a fan of Lego games, I was very pleased with it. Yeah. As a fan of Star Wars, it left. It was a, still fine. It though. was still fine, but it left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. But it made the sequel trilogy better. It did. It made Because it poked a lot of fun at it. It and... somehow also made more sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was weird. Um, um, <laughs> and another game I want to talk about, um, and this is a it, definitely an indie game, but I, w- I definitely want to mention it. It's still in development. It's an alpha, but um, it came out uh, in 2022, early in February. SCP-5000. Well, it yeah, used to be yeah. SCP uh, Pandemic, but they renamed it. Right. Because they decided that fit more of the brand of the actual story of the game. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's based off the SCP-5000 story. Right. Which we've covered SCPs before. We haven't done the stories before. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that at some point. Switched up, do SCP like the story based ones. That'd be yeah. fun. But um, honestly, for being an alpha, and yeah, there's not a whole lot of content. I mean, you can do like a raid on one of the SCP sites, and you fight the Foundation. You run into some of the SCPs and like monsters and zombies and stuff, and you run into the statue, and you have gun, all kinds of guns. And but the gameplay, I'm really impressed. Nice. It feels like Rainbow. Uh, siege like tom clancy like tactical shooter and just it's really smooth and just the reload animations and like peeking around corners and doing tactical maneuvers it's a lot of fun and um it's and i love the developers because they during the steam awards Mm -hmm. they they put a post saying don't vote for us on the steam awards we're still in development we don't feel like we deserve it yet yeah. Thank you for your support. But then people were like, we're going to vote for you. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's still in development. But if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, you'll have a lot of fun with it. And nice. it's got multiplayer. It's got PVP. And it's, um, yeah. uh, I, I could see it being a damn good SCP game when it's finished. Like, yeah maybe the best there's uh a game that technically released this year oh what was it but i don't have much to say about it because i think we've talked about it before is mountain blade 2 banner lord yeah it officially released this year but yeah. it's been in early access for years yeah for a couple years now um uh there's that I'm still figuring out modding with it yeah i'm having a little trouble but I, modding it's still is fun. tricky it's a it's a really great game i might just play vanilla Honestly, honestly, yeah, just just play it for just for a while. It's it doesn't need too many mods. Nah, um, and they're and they're they're releasing like official mod support and stuff, Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be easier. Um, and they they implemented the Steam Workshop, which makes it yeah that makes it way easier. Yeah. Um, 
not a new game as well, but Project Zomboid is a game I, I especially got into this year. Uh, no, that's fair enough. Um, that counts. Um, yeah. Games uh, you got into, yeah. And yeah, I, you've got me into it. I'm bad at it. Yeah, it's a hard it's, game. <laughs> it's unforgiving, uh, <laughs> but I love the style, isometric style, and um, it's probably the best open world zombie game I played. I, I honestly, yeah, I would agree. It's um, it's very good. Well, uh, I want to mention it, like because it's not a new game, but like uh, the very end of last year, they implemented uh, a whole graphics update, and they're up- yeah, it's like completely continue- different now. Yeah, and, and currently they're working on. The next update is going. They're working on implementing NPCs. That's going to starting be awesome. with probably animals, nice. but working up to like human NPCs. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like uh, competing so survivors and stuff. Competing su- survivors and all sorts of things. Factions. And, and they have a whole thing in place that they're talking about where there's going to be like uh, an algorithm kind of built into the game that will calculate like what NPCs are doing off screen when you're not there. Oh wow! So like making the world more living. Nice. So like theoretically, there will be NPCs. Like people I love out there doing honestly things. games like that that are just constantly in active development where you're getting new updates all the time. I I love it because you're always looking forward to something. Yeah. It's no, like oh, it's, what new thing I'm gonna get now fun. when I when I load up the uh, Witcher Three just got its next gen update. Yeah, I gotta install that. It's very good. Um. It but has, I'm glad it's free. It has some technical issues on PC. Uh, um, they are bringing the non-graphics updates, though, to last-gen consoles and the Nintendo Switch. They're not out yet for the Switch, oh, at least. Okay. But, like, the, uh, the, so they, they adjusted. They did things, like, on controllers, quick casting of the sign. So instead of having to pull up the menu and change your sign that you're casting, you can just hold a trigger and press a button. Nice, just quality of life. Um, yeah. They changed the uh, camera angle view, where instead of like a uh, centered way back view, it's more God of War like, where it's like um, new God of War over new the God, shoulder, new God of War like, nice. where it's uh, closer and over the shoulder, and it's, yeah, it's very nice. That really works well. Just a lot of, of quality of life updates. Um, it's good. There's just some technical issues on PC uh, currently. My problem I'm having is all the water is gone. Uh oh. <laughs> Um, do you still swim in it does the physics still work yeah the physics still works just the textures uh, just the got the, the water's it's all <laughs> invisible it's gone uh oh and uh if i run it on DirectX 11 it works but DirectX 11 runs like crap for yeah, me for some and so you directs at 12 yeah direct yeah. x 12 because it has options for how to run it and i'm like yeah. direct x 12 runs well i'm getting a solid like 40 fr- 40 to 50 frames a second but the water's invisible. Whoops. <laughs> and the DirectX Damn. 11, all the graphical issues are fixed, but uh, it runs at like 20 frames a second. <laughs> Damn. But that's not that a sucks. game you want to play at 20 no. frames a second. You're not playing any game at 20 frames a second, really, uh, yeah. in this day and age. Um, uh, another game I want to mention that I beat and played the hell out of and I'm probably going to play more, and it's just got me into Ninja Turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is like a spiritual successor to Turtles in Time. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. just like the same style, just beat them up, 16 bits. However, it has a lot more than those old games, like as far as the combos and like special attacks and animations go. Like mm-hmm. it's a modern game that looks old, but it plays modern. Right. And it's just incredibly smooth and just a lot blast to play. 
you get to play Zelda Ninja Turtles. You get to play. You unlock Casey Jones at the end. You get oh, to play rad. Splinter. You even get to play April. Nice. Like it is just a. If you're a Ninja Turtles fan, it is the complete package. And I've also been. This doesn't really count as a 2022 game, but it came out in 2022. The Cal, uh, Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Yeah. Which has all the old games, and we talked about in our yeah. 91 video game episode, and. Uh, just a lot of fun, and I just I, been I mean, really that, into Ninja Turtles. That kind of leads me into uh, the the big thing in 2022 as far as gaming has gone for me is I got really into retro gaming. Like, yeah, like emu- me too. Like emulation and things like that. Well, I got the Switch, and I've been running um, ROM. You know, on I, I I've been into retro, retro handhelds. The the uh, BitBoy uh, yeah. was my first one, which was last year. But then I got the. Um, uh, the Fun Key S, which is this tiny little thing, it's very cute, and it's oh, very, I seen that, but it's fun. Uh, and then there's some new stuff from Ambernick that's been really cool, and it's just been great. I've been playing a lot of Game Boy games. Nice. Uh, I mean, hell, check out our 1991 video games. Yeah, episode, check that out. Yeah, video games in time. Yeah. Um, honestly, even since then, I've changed my opinion on Super Mario World slightly. Yeah, I like it. It's a good game. No, it's a really I, good game. I, I like it more than I, my opinion on that episode would make it sound like. Well, I I've think been playing it a lot, and it's it's. it's but really I still good. agree with you on the episode compared to the other games that came out. It just doesn't stand out as much. It's like, yeah, here's just another really compared good compared to that game. year. I mean, some people would disagree with us. So it, oh yeah, it, definitely. Some people consider it the groundbreaking Mario game. As far as 2D Mario goes, I mean, everything um, we get in new Super Mario Bros. and even Mario 3D World, that can all be harkened back to. And I had a conversation with someone recently, and they they convinced me that it is a much more special game than I think I made it out to be when I when we did our reviews. Yeah, um, they, you know, it it has exploration of the world map. In the world map, it the has world map's a lot so many different power ups and abilities, and it even has. Uh, a built-in difficulty option. I never realized this. I didn't realize that. So when you're playing the game, you'll notice you do the first world, and yeah. you go and you do this level, you go up the, 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 the hill, and you jump on the big yellow button. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. And what that does when you do it is it makes extra platforms appear in the levels in the world. What? You don't have to do that. that you can I've make, always done that. You can make the game harder for yourself by purposefully I'm not glad doing I that. didn't make it harder because I already have a hard time with it. Yeah, I'm not good at Mario games, <laughs> so I do it. But like, I'm better at 3D But Mario. that's kind that's of weird. a neat way. It has a built-in difficulty system without having a difficulty slider or option. That's really It's just fun. an in-world thing you can either do or not do depending on how hard you want the game to be. Wow, that's a lot of fun. And I, right. I'm like, that's actually way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's something from software would do. I still prefer, <laughs> yeah, Mar- Super Mario World, uh, the predecessor <laughs> to, <laughs> to Dark Souls. <laughs> to Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, I still prefer Mario 3, but yeah. I, I will stand by um, that. I love Mario 3. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, but anyway, um, I got really into uh, retro gaming. Well, we're going to be talking about more Mario games because there's like a Mario game every year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll be doing that series more. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, we're, we're we're working on it right now, actually. Well, we're not gonna um, spoil it. We're not gonna spoil yeah, it. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I actually I been looking into the games to be playing. I've been already. I have some, some of them already. I've already been playing some. Uh, yeah. And I'm really excited to try RTX on Morrowind. 
Yeah. I'm just gonna say, uh, <laughs> run run Morrowind on uh, with the Open MW engine. Okay. Look into that. Um, it'll so basically with Morrowind, uh, there's a lot of issues with the game on modern hardware mm-hmm. and um, Windows 10 that you have to install a bunch of mods to fix. And if you run it on the OpenMW engine, which is an engine that's been built from the hand, ground up to replicate the creation engine that runs Morrowind, or not the creation engine, whatever it was called then. So I have it on Steam. So um, would I you, so run it through a launcher? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So you download okay. a thing called OpenMW. You have to have an installation on Steam or GOG. Yeah. It, it, and it. then it's a really easy setup. Cool. And then Sounds you just, good. And then you just run the game, and well, it's so much better. There's, there's a little hint for the next video game in time episode. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you when Morrowind came out, but you can look up when Morrowind came out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, but speaking of things being wrapped up, yeah. Um, we didn't get the. And how do you like your gift? I got you. I loved it. Jackson <laughs> got me a James Bond Aston Martin Lego set, and it's awesome. It comes with different license plates. No way. To swap out depending on which version of the James Bond you like. Like which movie or like yeah, which character well, well, actor? Which actor cuz they all have a different license plate on their nice. Aston Martin. So it has the stickers. But it's for clearly that. the Daniel Craig Bond. Uh either the Daniel Craig it could be Roger Moore. Yeah, those are pretty It's probably <laughs> Daniel Craig, but it could reasonably the the only <laughs> the only thing I think could be better about the set if they included a dark hair piece as well, in case you like Pierce Brosnan or Sean Connery. Oh yeah. You know? Uh but But you could always mod that easy. True, yeah. But it's a great set. It's um it didn't take too long to build, like an hour maybe at most. Nice. But it wasn't like it was a complicated enough set. Like this is not a kid's set. No. But it's not like advanced like, well yeah it's one of their hard. lego it's, speed champions one or whatever yeah, it, it, it was it was an interesting i think those sets build. are really good bang for the buck because you get a really cool car out of it yeah and, and it looks great on the shelf next to my 1966 batmobile lego set. yeah that's where that's I what i was right. thinking yeah. yeah well anyways you got me a gift i haven't yeah. been able to open yet because i went uh, home and everything and I am excited. I'm going to open here I'm on the podcast. I'm glad you're opening it on the podcast because it's related to something we have talked about today. <laughs> oh, is it? It is, yes. Can you hear that? I'm opening it. No way, man. Yeah. This is a... Uh, That's uh, the one you were just talking about, wasn't it? Yes, I, I was just talking about this. So it's it's from Ann Burnick. It's the brand new. It came out like a month ago. Um, Dude. The RG350XX. Um, it comes with... So, so what I'll tell you right now is it comes with like thousands of ROMs on it. Like already? Already. Now... A lot of them are weird Japanese ROMs or very obscure things, so you will... Um, oh, that's a nice size. Holy shit. That's I think like it's a, the perfect size. That's like, it's, it's like a Game Boy SD. It's just like just big enough to be comfortable to hold, but small that's enough to... It's got triggers? It can fit in your pocket. It plays up to PlayStation 1. USB-C charger? And look Headphone at the, jack? And look at the top? And... HDMI out. No... It's a micro HDMI, so you can oh, okay. I'll have to get a micro yeah. HDMI. That's awesome. Um, it plays. Dude. Up, it plays up to PlayStation One. And and so it, it comes with like <laughs> a few thousand ROMs. 
I went. I have. I got one for myself. Um, and like, if you install ROMs, so so one of, yeah. So it comes with a like, few thousand ROMs. A lot of them are kind of bloatware ROMs. I went through mine and deleted. I'll show you after we're done recording how to do this. Okay. I went through mine and deleted over half of them because it makes it easier to uh, navigate the system. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that on yours because I don't know which ones you want to keep or delete. Yeah. But I did go through and add some of my personal ROM collection that they wasn't on there, including all the Super Mario games and Crash Bandicoot and f-zero and a few others dude that is awesome thank yeah. you so much and i've been playing around with it it's a that really solid sick. system um i'll get it charging yeah that is awesome you're welcome yeah it's uh, yeah i've been playing around with mine and it's awesome yeah i'm gonna be playing this a lot i recommend That's to everyone listening size man the ambernick uh rg35xx is yeah. a really really solid entry level uh i'm just freaking out that it has triggers that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like, cool. Um, and yeah, it plays PlayStation One. Like it's so like play like Silent Hill. It has Silent Hill on it. Oh, damn! You can play Silent Hill right now, Dude, Jackson. For video games in time, I'm <laughs> the, gonna be able to only, do every fucking year now. Only Easy. PlayStation One games you can't play are the ones that require the analog triggers. Oh, that makes or, sense. Or I mean the the joystick analog six yeah, joysticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes uh, sense. But uh, dude, that is awesome. That's like yeah. the best gift ever. Thank you, man. You're welcome. I say, uh, you could. <laughs> well, you got my Lego set, but you can take this beer if you want. And also, just to celebrate, dude, my dude, is this the beer I gave you last week? Yeah. <laughs> I am gonna take it though. You can take it though. <laughs> it's a good beer. It's the from from La Cumbre Brewing. Their uh, slice of heaven. Their Heavenweiser. It's a really good beer. You can take it. <laughs> I'm regifting you. On the, <laughs> That's funny. No, but thank you so much, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get that charge in and start playing it. Yeah. Mess around with it. Um, do you want to do... Well, I don't have any shot glasses, but... Uh, well, we, we, can, we can wing it. We uh, can wing it. Yeah, here. A little, little, bit of, little bit of whiskey here. Yeah, a little bit of whiskey, to and then we're going to end this. start out 2023. Yeah. From Durango Craft Spirits, Cinder Dick bourbon yeah it kills germs anyways we'll be fine oh we both took swigs that were more than a shot definitely yeah Yeah, that's a that's a whiskey that fights back (laughs) that is a whiskey that fights back yep Woo. okay makes a good old-fashioned though Ooh, I bet. Because the imagine. sugar and bitters mellow out the bite a little bit. Yeah, yeah so you just get all course. the flavor. Yeah, you get the flavor. It's, it's, it's really want, nice, yeah. yeah. But well, anyway, that burns. That burns in my belly. 2023, <laughs> we're going to be taking a break for January, right? We are taking a break in January, so yeah. you won't see any new episodes until uh, the first Friday of February. However, we're going to have a lot of extra stuff planned for you guys, um, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, we got some stuff brewing, some stuff in the think tanks. And um, have a good year. Hope yeah. you had a great New Year's and have a good start to your year. Start on good vibes. Be with good people. Be good to people. And um, what's the thing we always say? We don't have a thing we always say. Uh, we say, I don't, I don't, don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you on the next episode. For a new era of the Odd Drunk Podcast. Yeah. Season like four or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway.
Stop listening. What are you doing? <laughs> this is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now. <laughs>